SureHealth is proud to announce the addition of family nurse practitioner Erica Faber to our primary care team in Badax. So Erica, what made you choose family medicine in primary care? I like family medicine because you really take care of people from birth until death. I think it's great to see them grow and learn and really be able to see all aspects of their life. The benefit of having a primary care provider is not only for chronic disease management and acute illnesses, but I think most importantly, preventative services. Some of those services might be like breast cancer screening, screening for depression, diabetes. And I think the importance of that is so we catch things early so it's more treatable and we can improve health and wellness overall. And I really like Sure because, I mean, they don't put a price tag on patients. They don't expect me to see a certain number of patients. And I like that because I think that's a good way to provide high quality care. To make your appointment with Erica Faber at Sure Primary Care Badax, all you need to do is call 989-623-9300 or just go to sure.org slash badax to learn more. Sure. Better health. Better life. The WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, Dan Banke, Ed Klump, and Kendall Anthes. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. It's the regional championship and it's the halfway point on the road to Ford Field. As it stands right now, just six teams remain in the MHSA Division 8 playoffs. Today, the Ugly Bearcats host the Ithaca Yellow Jackets for the regional championship. Good afternoon once again from Herp Field right here on the WLW Sports Network. I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for today's broadcast. Alongside of me, filling in for Dave Hansen would be the one and only Ed Klump. Clark, glad to be here in beautiful Ugly Michigan for yet another playoff football game. When the playoffs began just two weeks ago, the Division 8 playoffs had 32 teams vying for the state championship. By the end of today, we'll be down to just the last four. The question is, will it be Ithaca or Ubley who punch their ticket to the state semifinals? Well, this is going to be a good game. A lot of people are thinking that whoever wins this game is going to have a clear path to Ford Field. The Ubley Bearcats enter this afternoon with a perfect 11-0 record and frankly have steamrolled their way through any foe standing in their way this season. One would think that the level of competition would intensify as we get deeper into the playoffs, but I'm starting to question if anyone can take on the Bearcats. Clark, I'm not sure if anyone can really slow down. Probably they've blown out every team in the playoff and in the regular season, most of the teams. We'll see if Ithaca's high-flying passing offense can slow Ubley down a little bit. Up against the Ubley Bearcats today is one of the most storied programs in the state of Michigan, the Ithaca Yellow Jackets. With five state titles in six years, Ithaca has proven they know how to win, even if it's been by the skin of their teeth in the playoffs so far. Yeah, Ithaca's story is really the exact opposite of Ubley's story in the playoffs. Ithaca's had to come from behind to win close games in both their playoff games. We'll see if they can keep this close with Ubley, uh, and that's their only chance, really, is to keep it close late. It's the regional championship with the Ithaca Yellow Jackets and Ugly Bearcats set to do battle. Before we kick off the regional title game, we'll host our media round table, take a look at other area games, and do a deep dive into the game of the week, Ithaca at Ugly. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. It's the Ithaca Yellow Jackets at the Ugly Bearcats in a beautiful Saturday afternoon.
Today's broadcast being brought to you by on the WLW Sports Network, Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services, DS Services of Cass City for all of your grain handling needs, Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Mad Axe, Rainy Sunny Center, 269 Guns, North Star Bank Guiding the Way, Countryside Transportation, Here in Auto Parts, McVeigh Insur- Eight Insurance Agency, Bayport State Bank, Zingers Smigelski Funeral Home, Harbor Beach Community Hospital, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, Obley Motor Service, and Sure Health. Better health, better life. Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services on the Blazing Speed, their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyrighted presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction with the express word consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. When the 2023 football season began, 63 teams in the state of Michigan were designated to be in Division 8. Fast forward to the end of the regular season, and 32 of those 63 teams qualified for the Division 8 playoffs. Locally, that included Marlette, Hyrule Beach, and Ubley. The Pirates took care of the Red Raiders in the first round of the postseason, which took the number down to 16 schools still play. Then last week, the Ubley Bearcats disposed of Hyrule Beach for the second time this season, securing the Bearcats' fifth straight district title. Now entering this weekend, there are just eight teams still alive in the Division 8 playoffs. Two games took place last night already, with Beale City and Iron Mountain going up against each other, with Beale City cruising to an easy victory. And the other game from last night was the defending state champions, Whiteford against White Pigeon, with Whiteford flying to an absolute victory, moving on to the state semifinals. That leaves just six teams, and after today, only four will remain. And if everything goes to plan, the Ugly Bearcats will be one game closer to Ford Field. We'd like to welcome you back to the banks of the Cass River for a matinee edition of the WLW Sports Network Game of the Week between the Ithaca Yellow Jackets and Ubley Bearcats. My name is Clark Ramsey, your host now for 13 years on the WLW Sports Network. To my right would typically be Dave Hansen, but he is out on the West Coast this weekend, so we pulled Ed Klump off the sidelines and into the broadcast booth this afternoon. Well, Clark, I love being here in Ubley, Michigan. Thanks so much for allowing me to come into the booth. You usually don't allow me to come in here, which is hurtful, but... Uh, Glad to be here. I'll try to do my best to fill Dave's shoes. Well, the problem was the circuit court judge who I normally work with is, could not get the injunction through fast enough, so we, we had no other excuse but to allow you back into the booth this afternoon. That tracks. Yeah. Our director of sports information has been with us for 11 years now. Each and every week, Doug Cole runs the roads from Livonia, Michigan for us to keep track of all of our real-time offensive, defensive, and team stats throughout the game. Doug, you've got some company in the back row today. Actually, we do not, as Taylor Phillips, normally who's in the back row with you, is outside, so Dan Benke gets to sit next to you again. Well, let me put you on air. Hold on one second. There you go. Oh, well, that's good enough. I'm excited for a good game. Um, I think uh, we'll see. I think it's a powerhouse, but we'll, we'll see what Ubley can uh, – uh, I think they'll take care of it, uh, take care of this game today. No, that is – you're absolutely right. But I think what the people really want to know is where did you stop to eat? Oh, I went – oh, yeah. I went to uh, the Metropolis of Ruth ah. to uh, – uh, Farmer's Tavern. Okay. It was really good. I had the prime rib dinner. I know it was lunchtime, but I had the dinner with uh, French fries and garlic bread on the side. Well, in in dining with Doug, you'll take that hit. You'll have prime rib for lunch, I suppose. Absolutely. Does it get the Doug Cole seal of approval? It always does. Okay, good. Thank yes. goodness. Yes. And I didn't ask this last week, and it's been I did not sleep a wink this whole week because I didn't ask if Angelina's last week in Ubley here got the Doug Cole seal of approval as well. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I, was I should have. I should have um, uh, let you know, but well, whatever. It's okay because I was yeah. afraid Angelina's uh, business just plummeted this week because we, oh, we did not no. say the dying with Doug seal oh, of boy. approval. Wow. So 
Although I think they sold some pumpkin beer last week. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. That's very true. Well, so... Thank you, Doug. Good to have you back, as always. Uh, For the last seven seasons, Dan Banky deserves a majority of our broadcast success as the best spotter in the business. It's no secret that space is a premium here in Ubley's Tower, and Dan somehow finds any alcove or crevice of sight lines to keep an eye on the play for us. Dan, welcome back to Ubley. Hey, thanks, Clark. Glad to be here. Hey, these Saturday games, I can make it. On time, no even early. I, I'm pretty sure I, you both fell out of your chair when I walked I, in because I, I was way early. <laughs> I was not expecting you yet. Yeah, usually so. I'm here about game time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, then there's the top student of the Dan Banky School of Football spotting with us today, our intern from Northwood University, Kendall Anthos. Graduating this spring, Kendall will certainly have a great-looking resume with a two-year internship with our broadcast team. Kendall, welcome back to Ubley. Thanks for having me back. It's great to be back here in Ubley, and uh, it's not a far drive, so I really enjoy this one. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Nice and tight. And uh, we're talking, you were getting your steps in already today. Oh, so, yeah. uh, But it could be worse. It's a, a, perhaps the most beautiful regional championship game uh, forecast we've ever seen in our lives. Right. So it's good to have it. Well, we're going to try our best here without Dave Hansen. And uh, hopefully um, things will go well enough that you'll stay with us the whole game. <laughs> and it's the regional championship with the Ithaca Yellow Jackets in town to take on the Ugly Bearcats. We are... 47 minutes away from kickoff, and you'll hear all the action right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll host our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet on the WLEW Sports Network. It's the regional championship on the WLW Sports Network. Mark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, not here today. Instead, his absence, that would be Ed Klump, Dan Benke, Doug Cole, and Kendall Anthos. It's now time for the Media Roundtable, presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further. The north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet, find new roads. Join me today from the Huron County View, the Mark Davis haircut of the Media Roundtable, Paul P. Adams. Our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole, the 2003 North American Asparagus Eating Champion, Ed Klump. Our intern from Northwood University, Kendall Anthos. The top spotter north of Dayton, Ohio, Dan Benke. And the defending champion of the meter on table, Dave Hansen. Through the end of the broadcast season, we keep score of our game's predictions, and when that time comes, we deem a meter round table winner. Before last week's broadcast, Doug Cole said that all he had to do was run the table to win the season title. Well, he took the first step in that plan by securing his second win of the season and is now just one game behind Dan Banke and Dave Hansen. Well, I mean, hopefully uh, Ubley wins today and then uh, get a shot to uh, win today and then have a shot in the semis and then secure the victory uh, during the championship game. I like the way you think. Yeah, yeah congrats, Doug. Good, good, good pick there. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm just trying to get on board, Clark. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's five years in running. Here. <laughs> right. So how it works, each media representative picks a winner and a final score for this week's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Doug Cole won last, last broadcast, he will go last. So today's order is Ed Klump, followed by Kendall Anthus, Paul P. Adams, Dave Hansen, Dan Banke, and then Doug Cole. Ed Klump, the tee is yours. Well, I think this game going to be a little bit tougher for Ubley, but I have Ubley winning this game 35-14. to 14. 
I think that their uh, offense and defensive line are going to be a little bit too much for Ithaca. You learned your lesson from last week, is what you're saying. Well, I just wanted you, you, I just wanted Ann Phyllis's jam. I was gonna get I was gonna get cut out of that if I okay. didn't pick if I didn't pick the family team. That's true. So Ed Klum <laughs> taking Ubley by 21 points, 35 to 14 by 21. Kendall Anthos. Well, Ithaca squeaked by last week on a late game field goal, but I don't think that's going to be needed tonight or to this afternoon. I think uh, the Bearcats will roll here today. Uh, I've got the Bearcats 42 10. 42 to 10. Yes. So by 32 points for the Ubley Bearcats, according to Kendall Anthos. So we have two for Ubley at 21 in 32 points so far. Paul B. Adams, he is at a wedding. A very special congratulations goes to his niece, Kylie O'Griski, and her fiance, Jeremy Singleton, on their wedding today. Uh, Paul Adams, uh, certainly, and we all know that their dad will be watching over the couple, of course, Chris <laughs> O'Griski. Um, Took it left us far too soon. But then here's what Paul Adams had to say. A pair of high school football blue buds are set to meet this afternoon for the first time. Ithaca, an unlikely Division Eight opponent, puts an undefeated record on the line against Ubley, who is seeking its fifth straight regional championship. On the surface, according to Paul B. Adams, this game looks even. But a deeper look shows that through the first two weeks of the playoffs, Ithaca trailed by multiple scores and won each game by a single point. They relied on their opponents making mistakes to rally for the win. Paul Adams doesn't think that happens against an experienced Ubley Bearcat team. Ubley should be able to exploit Ithaca's defense, and he expects a big day out of Cannon Peruski. He says the Yellow Jackets will be able to move the ball at times, but not consistently enough to defeat the Bearcats. He's taking Ubley by 29 points, 49-20. to 20. So Ubley in favor by 29 points, according to Paul P. Adams. Dave Hansen is out on the West Coast. We're not sure if that's all part of the Dan Bangie School football spotting trip or not. Happy five-year anniversary to Dave Hanson today, by the way, and Abby. More more <laughs> impressive happy anniversary to Abby for putting up with Dave for five years. <laughs> That's legally, right. Legally five years. St. Abby. St. Abby. And here's what he had to say, St. Abby. Yes. St. Abigail. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure what it is. And here's what Dave had to say. Hello from Portland, Oregon. For Ithaca, it's Jackson Khan is the name you need to know. Dual threat quarterback with all the tools. Probably last week, the secondary is competing better than in years past. It's Dave's belief that Ithaca will score a couple times that they have will have no answer for the ground-and-pound pace from the Bearcats today. Dave Hansen says, give me the Bearcats decisively, 42-14 to 14 by 28 points, and he'll be back for all of us in the semifinals, he says. Finishes it with, go Bearcats. So Dave Hansen taking 28 points in favor of the Ubley Bearcats, 42-14. to 14. Unfortunately, uh, what Dave doesn't realize, if uh, depending on how Ed does today, there might not be a seat available for <laughs> right, Dave. Right. Uh, or he's the sideline. Or, or Dave pushed down to the sideline. <laughs> right, so. right, right. Not, not really a threat. <laughs> not really a threat. Now, that's probably probably for the best, as our GoPros are dropping like flies here. So uh, that leads us to Dan Binky. All right. Uh, I agree with those guys, with everybody, what they said so far. I think this is going to be very similar to last week. Uh, I'll be probably going to run it, run it, and run it some more. And uh, I don't think Ithaca is going to be able to stop that. Uh, but I do believe Ithaca will put up a little threat through the air and uh, will score a couple times and maybe even squeak one in late. Um, okay. So I got Ubley winning 35-16. to 35-16. to 16, So you're taking them by 19 points. 19, correct. 35-16 to 16 is what Dan Banky is saying. In favor of the home team, the Ubley Bearcats, we have five for Ubley. Dan Banky with 19, and that leaves Doug Cole. Well, um, I agree with everyone with their prediction, and I agree a little more with Dan. I think it's going to be a little closer than uh, people will anticipate. Um, Ithaca does have a uh, pass, a dual threat quarterback, so I think they will score a couple of times, a touchdown, maybe a field goal, but I think Ubley in the end will be too much. I got Ubley winning this game 
28 to 10. 28 to 10. So my 18 points. So undercutting Dan Banky. Holy play, price of rising. I, pro- I promise. That was my score coming in. Okay, Doug, I trust you. You texted me on Monday or Tuesday before <laughs> saying that that's your pick. And I, and I, and I, I, I believe you the whole way through. Uh, also, I had a... Ed took your yeah, score. My score. So <laughs> okay. I, I just kind of went a little bit better. But well, that's true. I copied, I copied it off Dan's paper. That's right. <laughs> that, that makes more got me sense. Through, got me through high school. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. So the experts have spoken, and they're all taking the ugly Bearcats, which means they have Ithaca by default and by default only. I'm rooting for the Bearcats today. Ed Klump. Well, let's say on the low end here, Doug Cole taking the low end, 28 to 10 by 18 points. Dan Banky taking 19 points, 35 to 16. Ed Klum taking Ubley by 21 points, 35 to 14. Dave Hinson taking Ubley, 42 to 14 by 28 points. Paul P. Adams taking Ubley by 29 points, 49 to 20. And Kendall Anthus has the over today at 42 to 10 by 32 points. Good luck, gentlemen. And now let's take a look at other area games going across the state of Michigan. We'll start out in last night's action in Division 7. Montrose traveled to Millington, and Millington snuck by Cass City last two, week, oh, two weeks ago now, 21-20 to, to remain undefeated, just 3-7 all-time against Montrose. And they finally got that monkey off their back as they took out Montrose 35-15. to It was 14-7 to at halftime, 21-7 to at the end of the third, and then scored twice to really put things away in the fourth. 35-14, to Millington advances as they are now 12-0, and and they move, make their way on to the state semifinals to take on just a small team known as Jackson Lumen Christie. They are, took out Clinton last night, 21-14. to They were trailing at halftime to Clinton, 8-7, to but they scored in the third quarter to go up 14-8. to And then both teams uh, scored one touchdown in the fourth quarter for a Lumen Christie one-touchdown victory over Clinton. Lumen Christie now 9-3 and on the season. Lumen Christie 21 to 14 over Clinton, and that sets up Millington and Lumen Christie in the state semifinals next week in Division Seven. Two games taking place in Division Seven today. That's McBain at Menominee. Do 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 do. Menominee. McBain seven and four. Menominee nine and two. And then Puamo Westphalia at North Muskegon. The Norsemen against the Pirates. What a Nordic tale there in North Muskegon today. Both of those kicked off at 1 p.m. today. In Division 8, we, of course, have the Ithaca Yellow Jackets of the Ubley Bearcats, both teams undefeated. Ubley looking for their fifth straight year of making it to the semifinals or beyond. They're 4-0 in the regionals in that time. Ithaca stopped a two-point conversion to beat Fowler 28-27 two weeks ago and then beat New Lothrop 29-28 with a field goal with eight seconds remaining last week. That is the game in front of us, and then the winner will go on to play Beale City, who disposed of Iron Mountain last night in Beale City 20-6. It was 7-6 at the end of the first quarter, and then Beale City scored to put him up, and that was on a uh, defensive play, sent that score up. And then, just like that, they scored just before the half is over, and that was all the scoring in the game. All took place in the first half. 20-6 is your final. Beale City takes out Iron Mountain, which takes out Petoskey from the plane locations next week, as we recall, as Ubley played Iron Mountain in Petoskey last year, or so we think, through all the snow. And they, on the other side of the bracket, Whiteford, the defending state champions, disposed, steamrolled, and buried White Pigeon 54-0 last night. Going into this game, White Pigeon had allowed 55 points all season, and they gave up 54 points last night to Whiteford. It was 35-0 at halftime, Tack on another 19 points in the second half for Whiteford. And finally allowed White Pigeon to score. 54-6 to was your final there against White Pigeon. And then Clarkson Everest, 
team I'll be beaten week number one already this season is at Gabriel Richard. The Pioneers against the Mountaineers. That game kicks off at 1 p.m. today. Whiteford will take on the winner of Clarkson Emerson, Gabriel Richard. And Obli and Ithaca will take on the winner of Beale City. In Division 8 playoffs, or excuse me, Division 8 player, Division 1 playoffs, we have all four games taking place today. These are the semifinals. They're one week ahead with a ha- the playoff field is half the size in each division. So Martin is at Kingston. That game kicked off at 1. Martin is the defending state champions, beat Goebbels last week 28-6, who lost earlier in the season to Goebbels 53-16. Goebbels beat Menden 50-14, already beat Martin this season 53-16 early on. And then, of course, the other game, Inland Lakes against Pickford. And that game also at 1 p.m. today. The Bulldogs against the Panthers, both teams 10-1. So go Kingston Cardinals in Division 1, our only local team. In Division 2, the only local team, the Deckerville Eagles are going against Adrian Lenaway Christian. At 1 p.m. today, Deckerville have won five games in a row, defeating Portland St. Patrick 34-32 in a game that not many people expected the Deckerville Eagles to win as their first regional title since 2017. Lenaway Christian, the closest game this season, was against Kingston of all teams when they beat them by 20 points. Mind you, Lenaway Christian is the 2021 and 2022 state champions. Winner of that one will take on Lake Linden Hubble or Marion next week in the state finals in Marquette, Michigan. Ed Klump, thanks for uh, chiming in your thoughts there in the other area games. Any thoughts? Uh, I like the Menominee. Da, 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 da. Okay, all right. That's 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 where we're going Dynamite today. Dynamite dropping. Thank you. Thank you. Those broadcast lessons are really paying <laughs> off. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll take a look at the Ithaca Yellow Jackets right here on Sports Radio 1021. Welcome to an afternoon edition of the WLW Sports Network's Game of the Week. It's the regional championship on a beautiful, sun-drenched Saturday afternoon on the banks of the Cass River in Ubley, Michigan. Clark Ramsey, Ed Klump, Dan Banky, Kendall Anthus, and Doug Cole to your call today from Ubley, Michigan. Ubley's opponent today is perhaps one of the most storied and successful programs in football in the state of Michigan. From 2010 to the last game of the 2014 season, Ithaca did not lose a single football game, winning four straight state championships in that span. They lost in their fifth state championship game and uh, in 2014 and then followed it up with another perfect campaign in 2015 to secure their fifth state championship in six years. Jump to this year and Jordan Hesrook, who has been the quarterback for the first three state championships and nephew of the former head coach Terry Hesbrook, has been able to secure Ithaca's first district championship since 2017. Yeah, Jordan Hesbrook's been on the staff since 2014. This is his third season as head coach. He has a record of 27 and 6. Every year from 2018 to 2022, they've made the playoffs, but made an early exit in those playoffs. They beat Fowler 28-27 by stopping a two-point conversion in the in the latter minutes of that game. And then last week they beat New Lothrop with eight seconds left with a field goal, 29-28. So they're playing some close games. Yeah, a 31-yard field goal with eight seconds left. That's one way to, to certainly boost the morale of the Ithaca community. Ithaca's offense is led by a junior play caller who has completed nearly 100 passes for over 1,700 yards a season. At six foot one, 180 pounds, Jackson Kahn can survey the defense well and knows how to push the Yellow Jackets down the field in chunks. But Jackson Kahn is more than just a big arm. He's also rushed for over 500 yards a season as well. Yeah, Jackson has 94 carries for 507 yards and four touchdowns. He's their third leading rusher. But it's that high-flying air assault that he, that he leads. 
He's 96 for 165 attempts, 1,700 yards, 26 touchdowns through the air for an average of 17 yards per pass. That's crazy. That is crazy. crazy. In only five interceptions through 11 games. Khan has had four games where he's had four-plus passing or rushing touchdowns combined this season. Most of Ithaca's offensive power comes from the passing attack, but do not sleep on the running game. As a team, Ithaca has run for over 2,300 yards in 11 games, led by three-headed monster of Nathan Mikeskell, Noah Reisner, and quarterback Jackson Khan. Yeah, Nathan Mikesell, he's really the bruising running back at 200-pound junior. Uh, He has 57 carries, 596 yards for 11 touchdowns. And then Noah Reisner, uh, 175-pound senior. He's really the speedy back that they have at 559 yards and 12 touchdowns on the season to round out that three-headed monster. Through the air, the Yellow Jackets have six receivers with 100 yards or more. Last week against New Lothrop, Ithaca threw for 248 yards and four scores. Those 15 receptions went to five different receivers, with no player having more than four catches each. Six-foot junior Riley White leads the receiving core with 630 yards, followed by Owen McCulka, Nathan Mikesell, Caleb Halleck, and Colin Thrush. All of this from Ithaca's high-powered spread offense. Yeah, Riley White's that 150-pound, six-foot six junior, with two, 22 receptions on the year, 630 yards, eight touchdowns. Last week versus New Lothrop, he had 112 yards and two touchdowns. Owen McCulka, 6'2", real tall receiver, 160-pound senior, 27 receptions, 539 yards, 10 touchdowns. And then Nathan Mikesell will come out of that backfield. He'll sneak out of the backfield. He'll get involved in the passing game as, as well as he has eight receptions for 183 yards and two touchdowns on the year. It averages nearly 23 yards per reception. That's a ton. Big numbers. That's a ton. Big numbers. Defensively, Ithaca has allowed just 101 points in 11 games. That's an average of 9 points per game. The Yellow Jackets have held their opponents to a touchdown or less in 8 of their 11 games, including 5 shutouts this 2023 campaign. Keep it locked on. your home for high school football. Up next, we'll discuss Ithaca's host, the Ugly Bearcats, on the WLW Sports Network. Listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021, live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. If you want to listen to this game broadcast in complete form, commercial free, all you have to do starting tomorrow evening and go to WLWSports.com, click on the replays tab. We'll have an entire game broadcast as well as a full stats summary and drive summary all on WLEWSports.com. Well, if you look across the state of Michigan in the last four or five years, you won't find a program quite as dominant as the Ugly Bearcats. Five straight district titles, four straight regional titles, going for number five today, five straight trips to the state semifinals, and two trips to Ford Field. All that in less time than it takes for some people to fill up, file their taxes. For the last four years, Ugly has been under the same management team led by their CEO, Eric Sweeney. Yeah, Eric's been the head coach since 2020. His record is 45 and 5. And let me tell you, let me tell you about these five losses. Just two losses regular season. Yep. And that all came in the first year. The then there's one loss in the semifinals uh-huh. and two losses in the finals. That's the five losses. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um for 900 
so far as the batting average, batting average, nine hundred. Yeah. Not a bad batting average. I'll tell you, it's just amazing his numbers. Actually, nine hundred is what your strikeout percentage was in baseball in high school. Uh, again, hurtful, Clark. Yeah. Hurtful, truthful, but hurtful. Well, he has three greater thumb East titles in the last three years, just two losses in the regular season, and have never lost in the district title, and have never lost in the regional championship, going three and zero in that time. For the entire length of Eric Sweeney's tenure as head coach, he has just had one quarterback. Starting as just a freshman, Evan Bruski has been the lead man ever since, making his 46th start as the varsity play caller for the LP program today. We have no records to go off of, but we are quite confident that it's an all-time record at LB High School for the most starts for a quarterback in LB history. Regardless, despite making missing four games this season due to lingering hamstring injury, Peruski continues to make a huge impact on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, Evan Peruski, 5'11", 185-pound senior. Uh, we've been watching him for four years now. Uh, it was it it was bad to see him miss those four games, but it was nice to see him last week return on offense, get back in the game. He's really a leader and with that toughness and to, to gut it out. He's not at you know 100%, but that toughness he brings is invaluable. He... Big plays here. Uh, so far as carries go, when he runs the ball, he gets almost 11 yards per carry. And when he throws the ball, it's almost 30. Yeah, 29 yards a catch this entire season. Normally starting safety, but due to injury, playing only offense last week against Howard Beach, the same thing this week. At this point last year, the LB Bearcats have accumulated approximately 4,100 yards on the ground for 69 touchdowns. This year, they're a little bit behind those numbers by only 400 yards, and frankly, with an 11-0 record, I don't think anyone's really minding. Entering today's game, Ubley has rushed for just under 3,700 yards in 65 scores, led by Cannon Peruski. Yeah, Cannon Peruski, big back, six foot, 210 pounds. This year, 100 carries for 1,279 yards and 20 touchdowns. He averages 14 yards per carry, so he's having a one heck of a year. Seth Maurer. Uh, the six foot, one hundred and ninety pounds senior has one hundred ten carries and six hundred and eighty eight yards and fifteen touchdowns on the year. Last week, huge game for Mauer: twenty nine carries, one hundred and eighty nine yards and three touchdowns. Luke Vollmering is that third uh, running back, five eleven, hundred and eighty pound junior. He has sixty five carries, four hundred and forty six yards and nine. TDs on the season. You can't sleep on Vollmering as well. And just as a reference of how strong the Bearcats are on offense, Colin Ozentoski is the third leading rusher on the team with 528 yards and hasn't been starting the last few weeks. Through the air, Brett Mueller has really been turning things up, bringing in three catches in just the last two weeks for over 100 yards. Yeah, Brett Mueller, so far as the, he really is the receiving uh, threat for Obli. He has 11 receptions, 367 yards, four touchdowns on the year. He had a, a big big game last week against Harbor Beach, reeling in two receptions for 63 yards, big receptions. Defensively, Obli has allowed just 104 points this entire season. And get this, the Bearcats have yet to allow a single point in the third quarter this entire year. No points in the third quarter, just in a mere 11 games. Yeah, and... Six games, they've allowed a touchdown or less this year, if you think about that. And these touchdowns are coming late in the game. Garbage time, if you will. JV players on there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They have, their, they have their subs out there, and that's when the other teams start scoring. Well, we're just 15 minutes away from the start of the regional championship. Up next, we'll do a direct comparison look between the Aldi Bearcats and the Ithaca Yellow Jackets. It's all in your home for high school football on the WLW Sports Network.
As the crow flies, 87 miles separate Ubley and Ithaca High Schools. For those making the trip from the land of the Yellow Jackets today, it's about a two-hour, 14-minute journey. Exactly two hours and 14 minutes. Up 127 to M46, all the way to M24. Head north to Carroll, a quick stop at Dairy Queen, then north on M81 until M53 to Atwater Road, and then into the M19 Valley. Quite the journey for Ithaca today. Not as bad as Iron Mountain to Beale City, though, last night. In regards to school size, we have the six smallest and largest schools in the Division 8 playoffs. Albany had 182 students, Ithaca with 278 in high school, according to the MHSA figures. So if by going by student enrollment, it's Ithaca by 96 students. Today marks the first time that Ithaca and Ubley have ever met in football. Ithaca has made the playoffs 15 years in a row now in 24 of the last 26 years. Ubley has made the postseason nine straight years in 21 of the last 23 seasons. The Yellow Jackets have won five state championships since 2010 alone. Ithaca has made the state finals three times since 2008 with no luck yet. But I will say this year feels a bit different. Offensively, we have the most prolific offense of the remaining eight teams entering this weekend, the Division 8 playoffs. The Bearcats are averaging 46.2 per game, while Ithaca has the number two offense at 47.7. So on offense, it's ugly favored statistically by a half a point. On the other side of the ball, Ubley has the sixth-best defense in Division 8, allowing 9.5 points per game. Ithaca is the fourth-best at 9.2, so it's on defense. It's Ithaca by .3 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game, and they're confident lying, unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and Brian Ferentz, prolific offense and sports wagering department, set of factoring in all possibilities. Stats, injury, weather, and location, the spread for today's game sits at Ubley, 18.5 points. Today is the 308th day of the year, meaning it's just 57 days until the new year. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuned in today, whether you're on your way to the game, out running errands, perhaps you're looking up the histories of today's matchup, which leads me to this week's trivia question, Ed, about Ithaca, Michigan. Oh, very good. Ithaca, Michigan. Okay. Ithaca, Michigan. Okay. okay. The city of Ithaca is the county seat of Gratiot County, and it's nearly the geographical center of the entire Lower Peninsula and bears the same name as the 66th largest city in the state of New York. How many cities in the United States are named Ithaca? Oh, golly. Uh, you weren't expecting this one. Uh, wow. Well, there's Michigan and New York. Uh, yeah, you already said two. that. There's, there's, two. there's two. I know there's a, there's one in Wisconsin. Okay. Beautiful this side of the year. Beautiful area. Beautiful area. And then there's several that I probably don't know about, so I'm going to take a wild guess at, we'll say, nine. Six. Ah! Six. You named Wisconsin, Ohio, and Michigan, and New York, of course. That leaves Nebraska and Georgia. The original settlers came from New York State, and the city was named after Ithaca, New York, originally named Gratiot Center. Much like Ithaca, Ubley was not the original name of the village here locally. We've done this trivia question before, but Ed, I know you weren't listening, nor do you know this, but Ed, what is the first name of Ubley, Michigan? The first name that Ubley ever had? Yes. Um... I think it was corners, something corners, something corners. It was it was a corners. Uh, corn. That's all I have. It was something corners. Claire. That was the second name. Oh, the first name was Sidon. Oh, okay. Sidon, named after the village north of Tyre. In the Bible, Sidon is north of Tyre. In the Bible, it was later called Paget's Corner after the general store erected by Alfred Paget. But it was time to apply for a post office in 1880. They wanted to name it Pagetville, but Alfred declined and suggested Ubley a small town he knew in England. Very interesting. Final question, Ed, is what was the original spelling of Ubley, Michigan? The original spelling, spelling of, of Ubley, Michigan. Michigan. Oh. 
I'll just take a. So it, it's not U B L Y. You won't have no alibi. Uh, not that. that. Okay, it all right. You're showing your high reach roots there, you, but okay. You. I'll go with. Uh, I'll just take a guess. U B L I E. Ah, E Y. Oh. U B L E Y. It was spelled with an E when they applied for the post office, but someone in in Washington D.C. changed it to just U B L Y. Very similar to someone in D.C. changing Pinabog's name. They applied for a post office's name Pinapog, not Pinabog. Someone in D.C. thought it meant Pinabog, so they changed it from a P to a B to a G. And as we all know, there's no bog in Pinabog. And speaking of delivering the mail for a regional championship, Ed, what are your three keys to today's game? Well, I was talking to Coach Sweeney uh, before the game. It's really... It's ugly controlling the ball. It's going to be three yards in a cloud of dust. Keep the ball out of their high-flying offense's hands. Run the ball down their throat, little ground and pound. They also have to limit the big plays of Ithaca. They throw the ball. They're 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 quick hitting offense. If they keep everything in front of them, limit those limit those big plays. They also have to win in the trenches and wear them out in the fourth quarter, like Ugly does with every team. Let's take a look. Through the starting lineups right now, we've got a little time here. It's, Ed, you're talking a little faster or shorter than, than Dave is throwing my time off. I need to talk here. more. That's it's, no, no one's ever no, said I, that. To I me. didn't say that. I didn't say that. Just for the record, but let's take a look through. Uh, we'll start out with Ubley since they won the toss, and get this, Ubley re- elected to receive the ball. That's as, odd, as they always do. That's odd, as they always do. So they'll start out on offense, and it's the exact same starters as a week ago, and frankly, a lot of the start same starters all season long at center. Number 62 is six foot, 285-pound senior Caleb Ratcliffe, number 62. Receiving snaps would be Evan Bruski under center at 5'11", 185-pound senior, number 10. Evan Bruski making his 46th start at quarterback today for the Bearcats. In the backfield, Luke Vollmering, halfback on the left side, 5'11", 180-pound junior. In the middle, at the fullback position, Cannon Bruski, a six foot, 210-pound senior. He, mind you, he played right guard last year. And he leads the team with 100 carries and nearly 1,300 yards on 20 scores, averaging 12.8 yards per carry. And the third halfback in the in the backfield would be Seth Maurer, who's had a heck of a postseason, a six foot, 190 pound senior, number 30. He started with uh, Luke Vollmering shifting to quarterback late in the regular season. The last four games, he's had 33 carries for 402 yards and 10 scores. Rolling out the rest of the line here. Your tight ends for the Ubley Bearcats, Brett Mueller, leading receiver on this team, and also the all-time point-after-attempt kicker in the history of the state of Michigan at number 14, 6'2", 210-pound senior. The other tight end, Ryan Lehrman, at 6'2", 185-pound senior. Left tackle, Mitchell Foote, a senior, 6'3", 270 pounds. Left guard, 5'10", 185 pounds junior. Skylar Smith, number 55. Right guard, Austin Gentner, 6'2", 195-pound senior. And your right tackle is Aiden Kohler. Six foot one, 195 pound, junior, number 63. Current conditions in Albany, Michigan are 43 degrees with partly cloudy skies. They're calling for a 0% chance of rain this afternoon. Winds are out of the north, northwest at 5 miles, gusting up to 10. Visibility is at 10. Barometric pressure is dropping at 30.46 inches. Dew points at 27. And it feels like it's 40 degrees out. The humidity is at 54%. Sunset in about three hours at 510. And we're currently in a waning crescent moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it is an absolutely beautiful day for football. Sunrise at 721, sunset at 510. So November 11th, Veterans Day, we have nine hours and 49 minutes of daylight. We've lost 42 minutes since last week's broadcast, partly because of daylight saving time. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll have your national anthem and much more right here on the WLW Sports Network. 
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey with your call today. Ed Klump to my right. It's now time for a joint performance between the Ithaca and Ubley marching bands on the track right now with the playing of the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. We said an absolutely beautiful day for football here today in Ubley, Michigan, on the banks of the Gas River. Clark Ramsey, Ed Klump with your call today. Dave Hansen is off. It's his five-year anniversary, and they're on the West Coast in Portland, Oregon, visiting his sister Becky, who works for Nike of all team of all companies. Also with your broadcast today, Kendall Anthes, our intern from Northwood University, Doug Cole, our director of sports information, making his way from Livonia, Michigan, and of course Dan Banky, the top spotter. This side of Dayton, Ohio. Your official tonight, in the, this afternoon, there's my one tonight of the night. You're in the white camp. Your referee would be Tom Jablonski. Umpire, Tony Garcia Jr. Linesman, Chris Shoemate. Line judge, Luke Schmiggy. And your back judge would be Brett Brent Shoemate. Probably will be receiving this to begin this game. So they'll be on offense. Ithaca coming out and kicking Ithaca and their road white uniforms. One of the most storied programs in state history. White uniforms. Navy pants with a yellow stripe down the side, a yellow helmet with a Navy fist face mask, jackets in script on one side of their helmet with playmaking stickers all the way around. Obli in their home home uniforms, all black, orange numbers, white outline, black traditional helmet with a blank, black, black face mask as well for the Bearcats, and Obli U on their left hip on their pants. That is all it is for the Bearcats. Beautiful field here, of course. Had a great fall, plenty of rain good home games here have kept this field in great shape and then of course Brandon Sorensen the athletic director here in Ubley doing a great job painting this field every single week we've been here big old block to you right on the 50 yard line and a beautiful afternoon for football Ed Clump any initial thoughts fantastic afternoon for football uh it, it it's almost too good with the passing game of Ithaca was kind of hoping for about 30 30 mile an hour wins and some sleep well not <laughs> maybe next week maybe next week as the kicker for Beale City next week, we'll find out. The kicker for Ithaca this week is number four, and that's Joe Daw. He's a 5'7", 150-pound senior, and he kicked a field goal to win the game last week against New Lothrop. And it's off the face mask into the hands of Colin Ozentas. He grabs it at the 20. He's brought down to the 21. 77 on the stop. Nicholas Mikesell, he's a nose tackle on the stop. He's a junior for this Ithaca Yellow Jacket special teams and a defender. And Ubley will start out at their own 20-yard line, according to the spot, an 80-yard field in front of them. 
Yeah, maybe maybe a little nerves there, but the wind is blowing pretty hard in that direction, so it just caught him off the face mask. Was able to was able to corral it off one bounce though. Obli coming out in the traditional tee. Straight tee in the backfield, no chaser. Three men backfield, as always, of Luke Vollmering, Ken Bruski, and Seth Maurer. Evan Bruski under center, right to left across your radio, and they go off guard left side, and there's a handoff to number 30, Seth Maurer. He gets all the way out to the 24-yard line for a four-yard pickup. Tackle made by Ithaca's Nathan Mikesell. He's a linebacker, leading rusher on the team, and on defense, second leading tackler with 106 tackles this season, four sacks, seven hurries, and two fumble recoveries. Second down and six. Yeah, three yards in a cloud of dust. They got four there right in the game plan of Ubley, right off tackle. Working off the left hash from their own 24-yard line. We played 30 seconds, still scoreless here, 0-0. Handoff up the middle to Cannon Perusky. He rumbles through his first tackle and takes two white jerseys to bring him down all the way out to the 32-yard line as Nathan Mikesell will grab his second tackle of the day, but not until after an Ubley first down. He needed six. He got seven. Moved the chains out to the 31. This is really classic Ubley football. It's smash mouth. It's right up the middle. Really seeing what this defensive line can do against Ubley's offensive line, Ubley winning the battle in these first two plays. Working a yard inside the left hash. Right to left cross your radio. Evan Bruski settles under center, surveys that defense, hands it off to Seth Maurer. He finds a gap in the left side of that line, and he lunges himself all the way out to the 39-yard line for an eight-yard gain. And Nathan Mikesell is having a heck of a day on defense. He's his third straight tackle, but not a good day for the Ithaca defense so far as Ubley's picking up yards and chunks. Yeah, that offensive line is really opening up holes the, the the running backs aren't getting hit until they're three yards past the line of scrimmage. The LB Bearcats wasting no time. They're already up at the line of scrimmage, trying to knock Ithaca in their teeth as early as possible. Evan Bruski calling out at perhaps an audible here. Stoic defense from the defensive line here. Hand off to Seth Maurer. He has the first down, and he looks like Ford Progress is going to stop at the 42, which is a yard past the line to gain. They needed two yards in that second and two, and he got three, and it's a tackle by, made by Noah Reisner, the other linebacker out there for Ithaca, his first tackle of the day, and another first down effort for the Ubley offense. Move the chains. You know, Ubley is coming out in the full T formation and just playing power football. This is exactly the way that, that Coach Sweeney drew it up. Ten minutes remain in the first quarter. Ubley on their first drive. It's a handoff to Cannon Bruski. Up the middle, he has room to run. He's all the way to midfield, and he's dragging his defender past the sticks and all the way out to the Ithaca 45-yard line. A 13-yard pickup for Cannon Bruski. Tackle made by Colin Thrush, defensive end, and also the punter on this team. And a heck of a run there for Cannon Bruski, making it look easy. Ithaca's having a little bit of problem trying to pick up the ball. The Ubley's really carrying out their fakes, and he was five to seven yards down the field before the safety even touched him. First and 10 from the 45 of Ithaca. Another handoff to Cannon Bruski, and this time Ithaca is, meets him, meets up at, for the challenge out to the 42-yard line after just a three-yard pickup. Noah Reisner, the linebacker on the stop for Ithaca, despite the chain showing fourth down, that was just a second uh, first down, now brings up a second down in seven to go from the 42. Well, they'll get it right. Math is hard, Clark. Math is hard, and they, they'll get it right out there. I don't think Ubley's ever had this, the chain gang show beyond the third down this whole season. Second down, seven from the 42 of Ithaca. Working to the left side of the radio, we played three minutes, still scoreless. Ubley. Evan Bruski under center, handoff to number 11. Luke Vollmering tries to find a seam in the right side of the line, gets down to the 40-yard line. They're marking him down to the 39 with Ford Bragas for three yards. Tackle made by Nathan Mikesell, linebacker junior, now with 110 tackles this season. 
Yeah, Ubley, Ubley now with third and four. Interesting, going to be an interesting play call. But really, this is four down territory for, for Ubley. They have two plays to get the first down and to get the four yards. Third down, four to go from the Ithaca 39-yard line. Three and a half minutes have played already. Straight T formation for the Ubley Bearcats. No surprise there whatsoever, splitting the hash marks. Evan Bruski hands it off to Seth Maurer. He lowers the shoulder at the line of scrimmage and doesn't get far. Maybe an out for a yard to the 38-yard line as Nicholas, Nicholas Mikesell blew that play up and didn't let him out of his uh, sights there. He's the sixth leading tackler only with 60 tackles and three sacks this season now. Fourth down, three yards to go from the from the Ithaca 37-yard line. Yep, yeah, this is their first Business fourth down play. We'll see. We'll see how what they draw up here. They, they've been they've been going up the middle, going up the middle. Watch for Evan around the outside. So we'll see how healthy he is. Evan Bruski under center, fourth and three for the Bearcats. Key play here in his quarterback keeper. Evan Bruski has the corner. He has the room, and he trots out of bounds with ease, untouched all the way down to the 29-yard line. You can tell that hamstring is st certainly still hurting Evan Bruski, but he makes him run, and he makes the first down on a fourth down conversion. Move the chains inside the 30, down to the 28-yard line. Yeah, he great call play. Beautiful. Ithaca bit on the inside handoff. Allowing allowing Evan to just go to the go to the get to the outside wasn't touched for ten yards. He jogs for the first down. First and ten now from the 27, 28 yard line. 7.45 and counting here in the first quarter. No score. And off to Cannon Bruski up the gut, and he gets out across the 25 and finally comes to rest of the 24-yard line. And we'll say we'll give credit to Carter Arajo, defensive tackle and a junior for the Ithaca Yellow Jacket defense. They mark him down right at the 25 for a gain of three, second out and seven. Right up the middle, chewing up the clock, wearing down that defensive line. This is exactly what Ubley wanted on their first possession. Second down, seven. For the black and orange, the orange and black, depending on where you're from, for the Ubley Bearcats. The whole thumb is behind them now. Last remaining here on County Team. Hand off to Cannon Bruski, up the gut. He's rolling across the 20 and finally shoestring tackle and dragged down to about the 18-yard line, which is right at the line to gain. Tackle made by Noah Reisner, and they're singling first down, move the chains, and a big Cannon Bruski run. Again, unsure who has the ball. The defense was lucky to grab him by the shoestrings. He could have been gone. There was only the safety to beat, and he was not even looking at him. First and 10. For the other Bearcats, Evan Bruski trots in from the sideline, working a yard inside the left hatch, far left side of your radio now. Still in that T formation. Backfield, Luke Vollmer and Cannon Bruski and Seth Maurer. Evan Bruski under center. Double tight end set per usual for the last 65 years here in Ubley. Hand out to Cannon Bruski up the middle. Has a little room to run across the 15 and finally dragged down at the 13-yard line. Brought down by Nathan Mike Soul once again. And about a five-yard gain, maybe six according to the spot. Second down, four upcoming for the Bearcats. Cannon, Cannon Peruski, just such a bruising running back. Ran, ran right over the linebacker there. He may have a hold to the left, but he chose to just run the linebacker over. Gain of five according to the spot. Six minutes remain in the first quarter, halfway through, and we're probably still in their first drive. Second out and five from the 13. And out to Cannon Peruski right up the middle. Breaks out his first line, hits into the second phase of that defense, and finally dropped by the linebacker Noah Reisner right at the first down marker. Cannon Peruski getting back to formation here, and they're going to single another fresh set of downs. First in goal to go from the eight-yard line for Ubley. I tell you, it's taking three to four guys to tackle Cannon Peruski. He's running hard today, ran hard all year. It's nearly no surprise, but there he's bouncing off tackles, getting five to ten yards per clip. And if it's going to be hard to tackle him in the first six minutes of the game, think about what like it's going to be later. Time. Yes. First and goal to go for the Ubley Bearcats at the Ithaca eight-yard line. Still no score. Five and a half left here in the first quarter. First drive of the day 
for the Elby Bearcats. There's the snap. Hand off to Seth Maurer. Hits the left side of the line and is dragged across the five and now will be down to about the three-yard line. Tackle made by Brandon Pass. Fourth leading tackler now is 68 tackles on Elby's already the line of scrimmage. Ready to snap this one again. Second and goal from the three-yard line. Evan Bruski under center, and it's another handoff to Seth Maurer. Same exact play, and he's just shy of the goal line at the one-yard line. As number 72, Brandon Pass jumps out of his tackle and stops him for the second straight tackle. Third and goal to go from the one-yard line. And I don't think Ubley really minds that they're not in no, the, the clock. more, two the more clock plays here. Going, the clock keeps going. This is exactly what they want to do. We'll see if they can punch it in from the one. Third and goal to go. Ubley moving the ball methodically down this field. Six first downs in this drive alone. Already chewed up seven minutes off this play clock today. Evan Bruski under center at the one-yard line. Third and goal, and his quarterback keeper, Evan Bruski's in. Touchdown, Ubley. Evan Bruski puts the Bearcats on the board for the first time today, and it's 6-0 with 4.34 remaining in the first quarter on the WLW Sports Network. What a great play. I, I don't know if that was called or if Evan Bruski just saw something, but there was an open lane right to the right. To the right. He got the ball, immediately went and dove in for the touchdown. Great play. 80-yard drive. Took seven minutes and 26 seconds off the clock in a one-yard dive for Evan Bruski. Puts the Ubley Bearcats on the board for the first time today. And Brett Mueller trots onto the field to try an extra point. And this will be extra point number 210 on his career. And it is. Just padding the stats now. 66 of 70 this season for the point after. It's 7-0. 434 left in the first quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Ubley leads it. 7-0. Are you ready for it? Four twenty-eight remains in the first quarter as Brett Mueller kick comes in at the ten-yard line. Riley White runs it out for an eleven-yard return. Tackle made by number twenty-one, Kanan Bruski. Who else from the W special teams playing all three phases of the game? And the Ubley Bearcats, after a 16-play drive, covering 80 yards, punches in for the first score. Business as usual for the Ubley Bearcats. It actually couldn't went any better. That's exactly the way Coach Sweeney said that he wanted to play. And that first drive went right, right according to the playbook. From the 22-yard line, 78-yard field in front of him. Quick screen pass to the near sideline, brought in by Riley White at the 18. He's out to two up and pushes out of bounds at the 23-yard line. Force out of bounds by Ubley's number 32. Colton Oswald starting cornerback on this team. Second down. After all that, a two-yard gain on the reception. Second down and eight. Yeah, I suspect that we're going to see a lot of passing going this way for Ithaca. The wind is a little bit more of a factor than you think, and they have the wind at their back. Trips to the right, working off the right hash. Actually, quads to the right. One receiver wide left and going to Reisner. Nathan Mikesell, and this one's batted down at the 40 of Obli. Great defense there from Colin Ozentoski as he was better positioned than the actual receiver, which was number 40, Nathan Mikesell. That was perfect coverage by Ozentoski. He was watching the eyes of the receiver with him step, step to step. When the receiver looked up, he, he, Ozentoski turned, looked at the ball, and knocked it down. Fantastic way to play corner. Brings up a third down and eight from the 24 of Ithaca. Suddenly they're behind the schedule, and suddenly they are breathing down the neck of the Ubley defense, who has an insatiable taste and desire to get back to the state championship. 419 remains here in the first quarter. 7-0 Ubley. Two receivers wide each way. Now man in motion. That's Mike Sell to the far side. Jackson Kahn. Quick pass. Throws it down, and it's a knee down at the 35. It's a reception and a first down 
brought in by Riley White. That's the leading receiver on this team. Now with his 23rd reception in over 630 yards. So, from the 24 out to the 30, five for an 11-yard reception, first and 10 for Ithaca. Yeah, you can tell that that quarterback has an arm. That was a frozen rope right there to, for the first down. Already got frozen well, it rope. Took and eight Clark. minutes to get Ding. frozen rope in the broadcast. <laughs> Receiver wide each way and a man in motion, and we're going to have a false start disco night here early as the sun is still in the air. This will push back Ithaca five yards from first and 10 from their own 35 to a first and 15 from their own 30. You know, in talking to Harvard Beach last week, one of the keys of playing Ubley is that you have to play mistake-free football. If you play, if you make mistakes against Ubley, it's hard to come back from it. When you fall behind against Ubley, it's hard to come back on them, even though this team is known for coming back. It's not going to be easy against this Ubley team. First and 15 from their own 30, trailing Ubley 7-0, sending receivers wide each way, setting up with an off-balance line. And it's a handoff to number 40, Nathan Mikesell. He's out for the running. He has gained all those yards. He's across midfield, and it takes two black jerseys to bring him down at the ugly 45-yard line for a 25-yard reception and brought down by Cole Maurer in the backfield, in the way back into ugly territory. Yeah, that one almost looked like it caught Ubley by surprise a little bit. I think they were expecting another another pass. Wide open. He was untouched for 20 yards. That was actually Colin Ozentoski and Ryan Lehrman, 20 and 5, not 25. Three minutes, 20 seconds left here in the first quarter. 7-0, Ubley leading, but Ithka marching now into Ubley territory. Two wide each way, out of the shotgun. Jackson Kahn throws to the far sideline. This one is overthrown. Pass was intended for Owen McCulka. Second receiver, second leading receiver on this team. Falls well, well over his head, out of bounds. Incomplete, stops the clock with 3.09 left here in the first quarter. Second down and 10 from the Ubley 45. And Kulka was wide open. It was just a, the, the, the pass floated on the quarterback there. Uh... The receivers are are getting some getting some room, and they're getting open. They're getting some separation from from Ubley. We'll see how that goes. With Ubley, certainly bend not break defense, especially in the early early drives. I'm sure the coaching staff is certainly making adjustments already. Going with a cluster on the near sideline, one receiver wide left, empty set. Otherwise, Jackson Con looking far side to throw downfield, and this one is overthrown. Looks like the wind may have taken that a little bit all the way down to the 10 yard line. Pass was intended. For number 22, Colin Thrush. Tangle, or good coverage there from Colin Ozentoski once again. Falls incomplete. Third down and 10 from the ugly 45-yard line. On those deep passes, I'll tell you, Ozentoski's in perfect position. He's playing the ball exactly the way you're supposed to do it. They must have been practicing that all week because he's in perfect position on the last two deep balls. Ithaca in ugly territory, which is not too often that happens. Ubley's defense has given up just three first-quarter touchdowns this entire season. Third and ten for Ithaca from the 45 of Ubley. Two wide each way. Now man in motion on the far sideline. That's Colin Thrush. Three to the left, one to the right, working off the right hash. And Jackson Conn immediately rolls to his left, looking to throw downfield. Now reverses fields. Comes back to the near sideline. Still no one open. And now lets it fly to the far sideline. This one's underthrown, and this one's going to be dangerous. And brought in at the 10-yard line. Heck of a catch from Owen McCulka. From the 45 all the way down to the 10 for a 35-yard reception. Owen McCulka had to come up and leap for that one. And into Ubley defenders. Bats that away and brings in the pass. Heck of a reception. Ubley was in position. There's not much you can do about that. The quarterback threw a dangerous pass, rolling to the right, throwing back. And they're going in tempo now. Screen pass to the far sideline. Brought in by Nathan Mike Selly. Breaks out of one tackle. He's down at the five-yard line for a five-yard gain. Tackle made by Ryan Lehrman, the safety for the Ubley defense. 
Second down, goal to go from the five. You can really tell that this offense is a high-flying offense. Uh, able to move the ball on Ubley, which it seems like no one has been able to do that all year. Jackson Kahn entered today with 1,700 yards through the air. So far today, four of seven for 53 yards. Trying to tag on their first score. It's a second down, goal to go from the LB5. Two and a half to play here in the first quarter. Jackson Cotton, quarterback keeper to the near sideline. Cuts up. He's down. He's into the O-line. Touchdown, Ithaca. The Yellow Jackets respond with a score of their own, and it took just two minutes to do so. And the Ithaca Yellow Jackets are an extra point away from tying this one up at seven. 2.34 left in the first quarter. It's seven for Ubley. Ithaca was six with a PAD on the way. It seems like Ithaca is using the pass. Uh, pass first, and then using the run kind of strategically, and it's working well for them. So, two drives, two scores between these two squads. Nearly identical numbers on offense. Just a half a point in favor of Ubley, statistically averages. The extra point is up from Daw, and it is good. We are tied 7-7. Seven to seven. Obli in Ithaca with 2.34 left in the first quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Obli 7, Ithaca 7 on the WLW Sports Network. Seven to seven. Ithaca responds. Ugly score and matches it with a score of their own. We are tied. Seven to seven. Two and a half to play here in the first quarter. Kyle Nostikoski brings in the kick from Daw and gets out to the 25-yard line before he's brought down by number five, Roman Horoskia, junior on special teams only for this Ithaca Yellow Jacket defense. First and ten for the LB Bearcats. Right to left across your radio. Tied seven to seven with Ithaca. It's the regional championship with Clark Ramsey and Ed Klump filling in for Dave Hansen today. So far, so good, Ed. So far, so far, this is a great game. Nine play drive, two minutes off the clock for Ithaca, covering 78 yards. Came off with a con five-yard quarterback keeper. This time, Ubley starts out with a Cannon Bruski run up the gut, and he rumbles all the way out to the 39-yard line for a 14-yard carry. And finally stopped by Colin Thrush, and the defensive end chases him down from behind. And Cannon Bruski there, mark him down to the 40 for a 15-yard carry to start this drive for the LB Bearcats. You know, last week it was all Seth Maurer. Uh, it, it seems like Ithaca is king on Seth a little bit. And then Cannon Bruski now running free. First and 10 from the 40 of Ubley. 205 and counting here in the first quarter. 7 to 7 Ubley and Ithaca. Another handoff to Cannon Bruski. Same exact play. Breaks out of one tackle and drags his second would be tackler across midfield and takes two more Ithaca jerseys to bring him down. Getting credit for that would be Joe Daw, the cornerback and kicker, and goes from the 40 yard line across midfield for another three for a 13 yard game. He is dragging the defense like he's pulling a plow. That is just that's just fantastic. Ithaca's going to have to do something. I don't know if they're going to have to bunch that, that defensive line up or start stunting, but Bruski's running all over them. Three down linemen, now five down linemen. Four down linemen with two defensive ends outside of that. Evan Bruski under center, hands it off to Seth Maurer, bounces it outside, and he's going to be ripped down with an arm tackle out of the 42-yard line. Brought down by Owen McCulka for Ithaca's defense after a five-yard gain for Seth Maurer outside. You know, a nice five-yard gain and got him just by the, the shirt sleeve. If he wouldn't have had that, it probably would have went for about 15 to 20. And the shirt sleeves are a lot shorter than when you played, Ed. They, you, yes. You could yes. Sony. Quite a short. Sony. One of the, a one of the half shirts. Out of your, out of your, yeah. <laughs> took the, Doug took, Flutie style. 
Took all the material from the from the, uh, from the crop top and put it on your sleeves. <laughs> Evan Bruski hands it off to Seth Maurer. He has room to run. He's out the way up to the 30, to the 25. One man to beat at the 20. Cuts up field. And Seth Maurer is going to go into the end zone. Touchdown, Oddly. Seth Maurer from 42 yards out. Texan, the second score of the day for the LA Bearcats. And the Bearcats have retaken the lead with 52 seconds left in the first quarter. It's now Ubley 13, would soon to be 14, Ithaca 7. Right when I say it's the Cannon Bruski show, here comes Seth Maurer with a huge... Huge run. Great run. They had, again, tough time picking up who had the ball because these fakes that Ubley are running really working well against Ithaca. I don't think they've seen something like that all year. 42-yard run for Seth Maurer. Puts Ubley on the board for the second time today. Brent Mueller's PAT is there's the snap, and we have a little motion on the line. We're going to see if this is going to be uh, offsides or false start against the Ubley Bearcats. So, Ooh, watch out. This is going to push Brett Mueller back five yards on this extra point. As now he just gets to exercise a little strength of him, saying, hey, watch this, boys. I almost saw him smile when that happened. <laughs> He's the one who did it. Yeah. No, not really. Number 76 on the line there. Mitchell Foote jumped early. So now it's going to be a 25-yard field goal or extra point for Brett Mueller to make this 14-7. The kick is up, and it is good. It is 14-7. Obley responds with their second score of the night and afternoon. It's now 14-7 with 52 seconds left in the first quarter on the WLW Sports Network. 14-7, Obley leading Ithaca. Minute 42 drive results in seven points for the LB Bearcats. Seth Maurer, the 42-yard run. As Brent Mueller's kick comes down to the 12-yard line, brought in by Nathan Mikesell, goes to the far sideline. He's going to be forced out of bounds at about the 24-yard line for not much return. Colin Ozentoski seems to be all over the field today, brings in the stop on special teams. With 44 seconds left in the first quarter, it's Ubley 14, Ithaca 7. We've had three offensive series from both teams combined, resulting in three scores. Well, I would like to point out that my three keys to the game are actually coming true. Ubley playing some ground and pound, eating up the clock. Now, Ubley's defense has to keep the big plays on, you know, to a minimum of Ithaca. Uh, last, the last series, they got some big plays in there, scored a touchdown, so they need to keep everything in front of them. Just four plays and a minute 42 off the clock in Ubley's scoring drive. Screen pass to the near sideline. This one's brought in by Riley White going in, and there's a flag flying at the 25, 26-yard line where he runs out of bounds. Going to mark him down at the 27. So it will be a three-yard gain ostensibly before the flag here as the near side judge threw that one as the block was being made as that opened up Riley White to be able to run out of bounds at the 27. This is going to be a hold on Ithaca. So 10 yards from the spot of the foul, which looks like it's at the 27. Guilty party will be Caleb Halleck, defensive end and a wide receiver, a senior here, and a distant relative of Jim Becker. Oh, hey, Jim Becker, here. Who's, who's over to our right. Yeah. I just said hi to him. Told me that before the game. So, first down and 18 to go for the Ithaca Yellow Jackets, already behind schedule. 25 seconds left here in the first quarter. 14-7, Ubley. Ithaca responding here now. 
And off to Nathan Mikesell goes to the near sideline, has good blockage, and gets all the way out to the 25-yard line for a gain of eight, actually nine on the play. And so we'll bring and stops the clock with 15 seconds left. Second down, nine to go for Ithaca. Ithaca's right side of the line is really able to, to, to set the edge there. Uh, Ugly's got to hold that edge on defense and not let them get that, that, that those chunk plays going to the right. Second down, nine for Ithaca from their own 25. Back to pass, throwing downfield to the near sideline. This is intercepted. Intercepted by Luke Vollmering at the 32-yard line. And there is turnover number one in favor of the LB Bearcats as Luke Vollmering jumped out as was a quick, easy pass intended for Nathan Mikesell. And instead, actually, number 10, Caleb Halleck. And instead, it results in a turnover and interception in the hands of Luke Vollmering. What a great play by Luke. He was he was coming up, waiting for the run, waiting for the rollout. When he knew it was a pass, dropping back into coverage. And really, good ups by, by Luke Vollmering to get up and get that ball. So, Ubley now back on the field, leading by seven points with 10 seconds left here in the first quarter. Evermerski going for what seems to be a hard count. Now he settles in and hands it off to Kanan Peruski. Rumbles across the 30. And Ford Progress has him stopped at the 29 for just a modest four-yard gain. And we've reached the end of the first quarter with an Ubley seven-point lead. Ubley 14, Ithaca 7 on the WLW Sports Network. Twelve minutes remaining in the first half, and the LB Bearcats leading 14-7. Back on the field after just a 42-second sabbatical, and Luke Vollmering put him back on the field with an interception at the 33-yard line of Ithaca. Now they're at the 29 of Ithaca. African and Bruski four-yard run brought an end to the end of the first quarter. Left to right across the ready now are the black-uniformed Ubley Bearcats on the banks of the Cats River here in Ubley, Michigan, on the WLW Sports Network. Evan Bruski. Changing plays here at the line. Second down, six to go for the Bearcats. Hand off to Cannon Bruski up the middle, and it's going to be a, <laughs> a wrestling match between Noah Reisner and Cannon Bruski, and Reisner lost that one. He's down to the 25-yard line after a four-yard pickup. Third yeah. down and manageable, third down and two. Yards after contact for Cannon Peruski going to be <laughs> through the roof today. He is running like a man, man possessed. It's body blows, body blows, body blows with Cannon Peruski. Now watch out. For the for Evan Peruski coming around to the to the to the right side here. Third down and two from the 25 of Ithaca. Hand off to Luke Vollmering. He's in rumbles all the way down to about the 19-yard line for a six-yard gain before Colin Thrush can track him down. And it's a move the chains moment for the Ubley Bearcats. First and ten from the Ithaca 19-yard line. Ubley's offensive line is just Churning. putting they're putting the defensive line on their backs. They're just stuck in their wake. Steamrolling that defensive line. First and 10 from the 19. Left, right, across the radius, splitting the hash marks. Evan Bruski under center. Three men backfield. Vollmering, Bruski, and Maurer. Hand off to Luke Vollmering up the middle. Breaks out of one tackle. Is down inside the 15. And looks like they're going to mark him down to the 14, where Owen McCulka wraps him up after another modest five yard game. Second down and five. Yeah, it's not three yards in a cloud of dust. No. It's five to six yards in a cloud of dust for Ubley <laughs> right now. They, uh, they're they they're on all cylinders. They are just firing today. 
Second down and five as that V12 engine of the Ugly Bearcats just continues to rumble down the field. 14 to 7, they already lead. Evan Prusky trying to tack on the third score of the day here for the Bearcats. Taking his time under center, now settles underneath Caleb Radcliffe. Handoff to Cannon Prusky. Has room to run at the five, lowers the shoulder, leaps for the end zone. Touchdown, Ugly. Cannon Prusky with his second score of the day puts the Ugly Bearcats up for their third score of the afternoon. And it's now Ubley 20, Ithaca 7, with still 10 minutes and 13 seconds left in the first half. Clark, I keep saying it. Ithaca can't pick up the ball. These fakes are fantastic. I didn't know that Cannon Bruski was even in the end zone. <laughs> I was watching the wrong play on that. Just incredibly disciplined by Ubley carrying out those fakes. The line is, is doing an incredible job opening up huge holes for these runners. So Brett Mueller awaits the point after. A little bit of low snap, but it gets it away, and the kick is up, and it is good. It's 21 to 7. Ubley takes advantage of the turnover, and they turn it into seven points. It's now Ubley 21, Ithaca 7 on the WLW Sports Network. Probably scores in sub two minutes as they score. They took over after an interception at the 33-yard line of Ithaca. And five plays later, Cannon Peruski, the second Peruski collective touchdown. Evan Peruski, the first score of the day. Cannon Peruski with his first score of the day just a moment ago. Makes it 21-7, 10-13 left. In the first half, as Ithaca's back on the field at their own 20-yard line, right to left across the radio. It's a handoff to Noah Reisner. He's out for the running. He has the first down. He's going to take a platoon of Ugly Bear Gans to bring him down to the 32-yard line for a 12-yard gain. Leading the way was Aaron Weber out of the safety position, just a sophomore. Ithaca has had success running the ball so far, and going into this win, I expect to see a little bit more running of the ball going this way. First and 10 from the 32. Empty set. Five receivers in total. Two to the right, three to the left, working off the right hash. Jackson Conn now directing traffic, telling him to come closer on the near sideline. 9.45 and counting here. Man in motion, Nathan Mikesell. And screen pass to the left side to Mikesell. And the look for the moment to throw. Instead, he takes off for himself, and he's brought down at the 40-yard line in Ithaca territory for an eight-yard gain. Tackle made by Cannon Peruski for the Ubley defense. An eight-yard pickup on the reception into the hands of Nathan Mikesell. For a while there, it looked like Mikesell was going to actually pass the it's ball. Sickening, yeah. But I think he might have just been doing that to freeze the defense, and it worked to pick up pick up a large gain. Eight-yard gain there, second down and two from their own 40. Trailing Ubley by two scores, 21-7, to seven, nine minutes left here in the first half. Man off his left hip, that's Nathan Mikesell, and he gets the handoff trying to find a seam, and Ubley is crowding that box, and they get him out, maybe out to the 45 when all said and done for a hard-fought three-yard gain for the Ubley, for the Ithaca D, uh, D, offense. And brought down by Ubley's defender, number 55, Skylar Smith, starting linebacker. Second down, actually first and first and ten, move the chains at the 45. Yeah, they're actually running. They're running the ball quite well against Ubley, which is kind of a surprise. 56 yards on five carries to start this game, averaging 11 yards per carry. Empty set, looking downfield to throw. Jackson Kahn lets it fly to the far sideline at the 25-yard line, and they catch it. No, he does not at the 20-yard line. In coverage there was number 32 for the LB Bearcats. That was Colton Oswald. Pass was intended for number two, Owen McCulka. 
and the defender was really in, in the right Good place position. there. Good position. Didn't turn to see the ball. The ball was thrown a little bit out of bounds. I don't know if the receiver came down with it, if it would have been a catch anyways. Might Good. have been out of bounds. Owen McCulloch was doing his best acting job trying to draw the pass interference, but none was called. So he now lines up on the near sideline. Two receivers to the right, one to the left, and it's quarterback keeper Jackson Count up the middle, and he goes nowhere. He gets back to the original line of scrimmage, and he's lucky to do so before he is dropped by the ugly defense, number 76, Mitchell Foot, defensive tackle, six foot three, 270 pounds, senior coming at him. No gain, third down and 10 from their own 45. Yeah, it looked like ugly brought some pressure at the right time. They had the right call uh, in for that play. Uh, able to able to really stop them. They're not getting a lot of pressure when the quarterback drops back. We'll see if that uh, if that comes into play a little later third, in the game. Third and ten from their own forty-five, two wide each way. As Nathan Mike sell off his left hip, Jackson got in the shotgun. Actually, it's number nine, Noah Reisner. Back to pass, rolling to his right, looking to throw. Now he's going to keep it for himself, and he's going to run out of bounds after a five-yard gain. Maybe it's going to depend on the spot right at midfield at the 49-yard line for a four-yard gain. So it's going to be fourth down, six to go for Ithaca. They trail 21-7, to seven, eight minutes left here in, in the first half. Fourth down and six from their own 49. Go or no go? We'll see what they do. It looks like, looks like they're going for it. They are going for it here on their side of the field. Two wide each way. Jackson Kahn in the shotgun. Noah Reisner off his left hip. Trying to go for the hard count. Nothing there. Now they look to the sideline for a play call. Less than 10 on the play clock. Now less than 5 going for it. And Ithaca's going to call their first timeout with 7.56 left in the first half. Ubly 21, Ithaca 7. The Yellow Jackets facing a critical fourth down, 6 to go. Are we going to see something downfield? Are we going to see kind of a mid-range in the flats here trying to uh, just grind it out here and convert on a 6-yard fourth down? You know what? I don't know if they're going to. I, I think now they may actually punt the ball. Is it going to matter in no. Ithaca's eyes if they punt it and they let Ubley just milk more time off the clock, or do they go for it at midfield? No, and in a punt into this into this wind, I, I don't think it's going to go that much that much further anyway. So they might as well go for it. Well, someone brought bubbles to the game today, and they are blowing okay. past our window as fast as possible, <laughs> and they are bringing the punt team out. So when all said and done, Ed Klump is correct. The punter for Ithaca, number 22, Colin Thrush, also plays defensive end. He's had six-plus tackles in every game this season except one. 25 tackles this postseason. He's also the punter. He stands his own 36-yard line to punt this one away. And it's not going to be that good of a punt, but it takes a big Ithaca sideways bounce and rolls to rest right at the 20-yard line. And that is where Obli will start out with a 14-point lead with the ball in their possession. First and 10 for the Ubley Bearcats, left or right across your radio. Yeah, I think with Ubley, with Ubley starting on the 20 instead of the 50, it uh, just means they're going to eat up more clock. Nothing nothing to suggest that Ithaca is going to be able to stop that run game, that power run game. And they really haven't opened up the playbook yet. So I expect more of the same. They come out in the full tee right now. Going to play some power football. First and 10, left or right across your radio from the 21-yard line. Left or right across the radio, straight T formation. They hand it off to Cannon Bruski right of the middle. It takes three Ithaca defenders to bring him down all the way out to the 27-yard line for a six-yard gain. Tackle made by Noah Reisner, linebacker, leading tackler on this squad. Cannon Peruski still just, just running hard. He's They keep doing those body blows right into the middle of that line. That's going to take, take its toll 
in the fourth, third quarter, fourth quarter of this game. Maybe even the second quarter. You got it. Seven minutes, 20 seconds, and counting in the second quarter. I'll be leading by two possessions, 21-7 to seven over Ithaca. Regional championship. It's a handoff to Seth Maurer through the left side. He gets out to the 30-yard line. A yard short of the line to gain. Tackle made by Brandon Pass. Defensive tackle and a senior. 255 pounds, 5'10 above sea level. Third down, a yard to go for Rubley at their own 30. Clark, I'll bet you they come out in a full tee. I'm just going to go out on that limb. Wow. <laughs> yes, and they're probably going to play some power football. I know. I, I have know. no idea. I know. They don't call me the best color man in the league for nothing. Forget Dave Hanson. We got Ed <laughs> Klump in the booth today, folks. Third down, a yard to go, and it's a handoff to Luke Vollmer. He gets the first down. He's all the way out to the 33-yard line for another conversion. First and 10 upcoming tackle made by Noah Reisner, linebacker for Ithaca, moved the chains on a third and one conversion. They did switch it up a little bit. They brought Vollmering off tackle uh, on that on that play. Um, it, before he was hit, he had the first down. So that uh, that offensive line really doing their doing their jobs today. First and 10 from the 33, left to right across the radio. Evan Bruski under center. Straight T behind him. There's motion, and that was the right, right tackle. May have jumped on that. May have been multiple players jumping on that. This is going to push back, I believe, five yards from, oh, now an ever-critical first and 15 for the Bearcats. All they need to do is average five yards per carry as they're averaging 7.1 so far on the ground on 200 yards on 28 carries in the first 18 minutes of this ballgame. Going to be interesting to see what see what they have. They haven't been behind the sticks, really, all game. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see what they do here. We'll make a storyline out of anything here. First and 15 for their own 28. Ithaca adjusting at the line. It's a hand up to Seth Maurer on the outside left side. On the far sideline, he's running for the first down marker, and he nearly got it. He may have gotten it all the way out to the 42 or 43-yard line. They mark him down as he ran over Joe Daw out of the secondary of the 43-yard line, and it's a 16-yard gain when they needed 15 on first down. Coach Sweeney is just playing chess out there. <laughs> <laughs> really drawing up a nice game. Really drawing up a nice game plan. They keep working the middle, working the middle, working the middle, and then those outside runs are open. First and 10 for Ubley. Now their own 43. Left side to the right side of your radio. Five minutes and 40 seconds left in the second quarter. Leading 21-7 over Ithaca in the regional championship. Taking his time. Hands it off to Cannon Bruski up the middle. He has room to run. He has no, has no defenders around him. Finally wrapped up at the 42 of Ithaca by Joe Daw out of the secondary again after a 10-yard gain. They say move the chains for Cannon Bruski and the Bearcats. He almost looked surprised that no one was hitting him. <laughs> There's a moment where he's like, where am I? There's no one here. And then, of course, he finishes off the run by running somebody over. I think... Yak, yard, yard after contact is going to be changed to yard after Candon. Yes. After today. Yes. First, Absolute steamroller. First and 10 from the Ithaca 47. Same formation, working just inside the left hash. Five minutes and change and counting in the first half. Evan Bruski gets the snap, hands it out to Cannon Bruski. He's out rumbling again. He has another first down this time, all the way down to the 35-yard line for a 12-yard kick pickup. And Noah Reisner finally tracks him down. Cannon Perusky doing Cannon Perusky things today, moving the chains. It was the same exact play, same exact result. I say do it again. Fourth first down in this drive. And we have a timeout called by Ithaca. 
as they want to regroup here as Obli is now slashing them down the field with 4.44 left in the second quarter. You want to stay tuned for our halftime uh, show on the WLW Sports Network. Kendall Anthos is going to be tracking down Eric Sweeney if he remembers that Kendall Anthos is supposed to talk to him before the halftime locker rooms. As Ubley is leading 21 to 7. <laughs> Should be easy to find. He's the only man out there in a sport coat. As, of course, Ed, you're normally on the sidelines. But with Dave Hansen being off this week, and uh, readjust some things, and Kendall Anthos is doing double duty. Social media, logistics, as well as sideline reporting. And it's nice. Let the let the young guy go out there. Oh, okay. And, uh, this is this is warm. You guys are spoiled up here. This is easy. <laughs> it's actually it might be colder in the booth today than outside. It's been an absolutely beautiful day here in Ubley, Michigan. As Ubley leads by two scores, twenty-one to seven. It really is. I'm a little bit. Of, I have I have what the doctors call a weight problem, though, Clark. So I can <laughs> I can sweat in a cold shower. So I'm I'm, I'm fairly warm up here. Took bear claws two at <laughs> a time. Two at a time. Yeah. This region here, right here. <laughs> The real-life Tommy boy here for us today. Ed Klum, Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, off this afternoon. Doug Cole, Kendall Anthus, and Dan Banky with your call. On the banks of the Cass River is Ubley now back under center, facing a first and ten from the Ithaca 35. And Seth Maurer bounces outside, and he gets out for five, maybe even six yards, before he's stopped by Nathan Mikesell, linebacker. After a five-yard gain right down to the 30-yard line, so the clock continues to roll. And more than likely, the next snap will be under four minutes. What nice run! He headed to the headed to the outside, put his foot in the ground, went north and south. Nice cut back on that on that play. The runners are just going north and south. They 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 don't have to make really any moves. The holes are there, and they're open for them to run through. Second down, five to go from the Ithaca thirty-yard line. Business as usual here for the Bearcats now. Trying to put on their fourth score this first half. It is a handoff. Cannon Brewski up the middle. He's rumbling down to the 15, the 10. He's uprooted at about the eight-yard line where Colin Thrush found him and was able to wrap him up before the end zone as normally that's a Cannon Brewski touchdown. Instead, it's a first and goal from the eight. Thrush, Thrush didn't know he had the ball no. until he was a yard in front of him, and that was 10 yards down the field. And instead, a gain of a 22 yards for Cannon Brewski. That now puts Cannon Bruski with 16 carries, 144 yards, and a score, averaging nine yards per carry. Carried the ball 48% of the time so far for the Bearcats. Three minutes, 30 seconds, remains in the second quarter. Obli trying to tag on score number four. First and goal from the eight. Actually, it's seven. And it's a handout to Seth Maurer. Rumbles down to about the five, turns the legs inside the five, and gets down to about the three-yard line before he's stopped. By number two for Ithaca, Owen McCulka. So second down, goal to go from the two-yard line. And as more time continues to click off this clock here in Ubley. As Ubley with a huge time possession in their favor. Again, not that big of a deal that they no. didn't get in the end zone. They have three plays to get in the end zone. And they're not going to leave Ithaca too much time here before halftime for their big play offense. Second down, goal to go from the three. T formation for Evan Bruski, less than five on the play clock. There's the snap, hand out to Seth Maurer. He finds a seam, he's in, standing up, untouched, touchdown, Ubley. Score number four comes with two minutes and 32 seconds left in the first half, and it's now 27-7. Ubley over Ithaca with a PAD on the way from Brett Mueller. 
Yeah, that was ab- absolutely. When you say untouched, that was truly untouched. I don't know. I don't know if anybody even was close to him. They all bit on Caden Peruski's fake. Five-yard, three-yard dive for Seth Maurer into the end zone. Makes it 27-7. Now Brett Mueller on the field to make this 28-7. With still two and a half minutes left in the first half, and the PAT is good. It's 28-7. I believe by 21 points on the WLW Sports Network. before the half is over and the LB Bearcats have found the end zone four times. They now lead Ithaca 28-7. Mind you, this game was 7-7 with two minutes left in the first quarter. Now with two minutes left in the second quarter, it's 28-7 as Brett Mueller's kick goes into the end zone for a touchback. And the LB Bearcat defense will start at the 20-yard line against Ithaca's high-powered offense but being limited to just one score so far today. You know, and really for Ithaca, it was one play, one deep pass that was a little bit ill-advised. It was a dangerous pass in the, on their first drive that got them into scoring position. Since then, haven't really been a threat. Receiver wide each way. Everyone else inside. Jackson Kahn in the shotgun has a running back on his left side. That is Nathan Mikesell, and it's a handoff to... Reisner up the middle. He has room to run. He has the first down. He's across the 40-yard line, still on his feet, lowers the shoulder at the 45, and rolls all the way down to the 48-yard line before he is done. A 28-yard pickup on Noah Reisner's feet pushes Ithaca to midfield. Those running plays have been there for Ithaca. I'm a little bit surprised that they haven't done that a little bit more. Against New Lothrop last week, they were held to just 89 yards on the ground. So far, they have 88 on eight carries. Another handoff to Reisner up the middle, and this time he meets the platoon of that front line of Ubley, led by number 63, Aiden Kohler. 45 tackles entering today, 27 solo, 18 assists as defensive tackle, just a junior. Second down and eight, I think uh, Noah Reisner felt that one. Three to the left, one to the right. Jackson Gunn of the empty set has a wing bank on the left side as a coverage. Throws downfield to the near sideline, and this one's overthrown. Was intended for Riley White. Good coverage there from Ryan Lehrman as well as Luke Vollmering in the region. Falls incomplete. Third down and eight for Ithaca midfield at the 50-yard line with a minute 54 left in the half. Yeah, that one just kind of sailed on the quarterback. Ubley again in position to defend that, defend that pass, but overthrown by about a good five yards. So Ithaca taking their time. Nathan Mikesell goes to the sideline for the play call. And it looks like now Colin Thrush is going to sit down on the substitution. So stops the clock with a minute 54 left in the first half. Obley 28, Ithaca 7. Obley's last scoring drive, 10 plays, 79 yards, 5 minutes and 16 seconds. Seth Maurer with his second score of the day. Three to the left, one to the right. Jackson Conn rolls to his left on the quarterback keeper. It's going to be close. He has the first down at the 40. He's wrapped up there and rolls forward down to the 39-yard line as Cannon Bruski tracks him down. They needed eight. He got nine. Move the chains for the Ithaca Yellow Jackets. First and ten with a minute 45 and counting here in the second quarter. 
Three to the right, one to the left. Now at the line of scrimmage already are the Ithaca Yellow Jackets. Jackson Conn rolling to his right, throwing to the far sideline, and this one is overthrown. Pass was intended for Caleb Halleck. He had no chance at that one. That was sailed on him, out of bounds. Incomplete stops the clock, though, with 92 seconds left in the first half. Yeah, Ithaca feeling a little bit of sense of urgency here with 132 left uh, before the half, trying to get something trying to get something going uh, before the half time. If you get too far behind this ugly team, it's almost impossible to make to make a comeback, even though Ithaca's known for their comebacks all season long. Second down, 10 to go from the Ubley 39, trying to put on score number two of the afternoon. They trail Ubley 28-7 as it stands right now. Trips to the left, one to the right. Jackson Conn, empty set. Now man in motion to the far sideline, Nathan Mikesell. Two wide each way, wing back to the left. There's the snap for Jackson Conn, staying in the pocket, throwing downfield right down the middle, wide open is number nine, Noah Reisner, down to the five, touchdown Ithaca. They score for the second time this afternoon with a minute 24 remaining in the second quarter. And now it's a two-possession ball game. Ubley 28, Ithaca 13 with an extra point on the way from the Yellow Jackets. Noah Reisner got behind the secondary, was wide open, and it was a scramble in the end zone for the strike. That was maybe the first time that the Ubley defenders weren't in their right position. That was actually a wounded duck. Not a great, not a great pass. The receiver had to come back for it, actually, but he was so far behind the defense. Easy play. So, Joe Daw comes on as the kicker for Ithaca, trying to make this a 14-point game. 28-13 as it stands right now. There's the snap. Good snap. The kick is up. It is short, but it is through. Frankly, anything less than Brett Mueller looks unimpressive. <laughs> so it's now 28-14. Ithaca leads her trails by 14 points to the Ubley Bearcats of the WLW Sports Network. Ubley 28, Ithaca 14. Minute 24 remains in the first half, and Ithaca finds the end zone for the second time. On a Noah Reisner 39 reception from Jackson Kahn into the end zone, Dahl with the extra point makes it 28-14. Minute 24 left in the first half. Hobley leads by two possessions. Ithaca. Kick comes in at the 20-yard line, actually down at the 17 by Colin Ozentasi. Looks like he found a lane, and down the near sideline is wrapped up at the 31-yard line. And tackle made by number 14, Brett Mueller, the kicker. No, excuse me, wrong side there. Parker Wood. I'm used to ugly kicking off, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. First and 10 for the Ubley Bearcats at their own 31-yard line. Left right across the radio, leading by 14 points. A minute 19 remaining in the first half. Well, we're going to see what Ubley's going to dial up here with a minute and 19. Uh, if they're just going to stick to the run or if they're uh, they're going to try some uh, a little bit more trickeration. First and 10 for the Bearcats, leading 28-14. to 14, A minute 19 left in the second quarter from their own 31. And off to Luke Vollmering up the middle. He gets out to for five yards out to the 36-yard line. Tackle made by Brandon Pass for the Ithaca defense. And Ubley already at the line of scrimmage. Under center is Evan Bruski. Minute five and counting. There's the snap. Handoff to Seth Marr on the left side. He's out in space, but he's wrapped up immediately after just a three-yard gain out to the 39-yard line. Tackle made by Connor Smith. Or excuse me, number two, Owen McCulka looking at the wrong side, a wrong roster there. As we have now a player down, that's Caleb Halleck, wide receiver for Ithaca. 
It's like a lower leg injury. As now a timeout called by the officials for a injured player. We'll have Kendall Landis on the sidelines in just a moment with Eric Sweeney, head coach for the Ugly Bearcats, coaching his 51st game as head coach for the Ugly program with an impressive 45-5 and record entering today's game. That's just amazing, Claire. We won't tell him you said that. That sounds good. Yeah. He told me I had a face for radio last time I talked to him. That's so. very true. He also, and it got a little weird when you, you said you wanted to hug, and then he said he's going to hug you later, and it got a little weird at the end of the last game, but it's okay. We hugged it out. Okay. We hugged it out. That's good. That's good. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We had Doug. Wait, Doug we had Doug, Doug at Coach Sweeney's you, house you, afterwards. You and yes. Doug Cole ended up at Coach Sweeney's house last week. Nothing against you, Doug, but you're about the last person I'd expect to go with Ed to Eric Sweeney's house. <laughs> <laughs> so Caleb Halleck is up and looks like a, might be an ankle injury as he's trying to mentally wrap his mind around taking his first step here. It's very slowly and gingerly off the field. According to Kendall Anthos on the sideline, he thinks it's a knee. And he very well might be right. Yeah, he's walking really gingerly. Caleb Halleck entered today with 19 receptions, 240 yards, and three scores. Catches in six games this season. Last week, he had two receptions for 18 yards. Has not, he's brought in, been targeted twice, but has not brought in a pass. So, Obli now facing a third down in two from their own 39-yard line with 52 seconds left in this first half. Straight team for Peruski and the Bearcats. Left right across the radio. Wind at their back. There's the snap. Handoff to Seth Maurer around the left side. Breaks out of one tackle. Is met at the 40 and breaks out of that, and he's all the way out to nearly midfield. When all said and done on Seth Maurer's Legs, he gets out for nine yards. Tackle made by Ithaca's number nine, Noah Reisner, on the stump. First in ten for the LB Bearcats as they're out all the way out to the 47-yard line. As now they want it at 35 seconds. 35 seconds on the clock for the remainder of this first half. First and ten, left or address reader for the LB Bearcats. Now getting that, getting that first down and getting that kind of a chunk play We'll see if Eric Sweeney dials up a passable pass play here, or a possible pass play to see if he opens it up a little bit more, although they're in the tee. First and 10 from the 47. It's a pass, throwing downfield. Evan Bruski, the lefty, wide open is Brett oh. Mueller, but it's overthrown. It looks like he got it. the wind at his back and a little overthrown out of the reach of Brett Mueller. Incomplete at the 15, but otherwise he had him. He had his defenders beat. Ball's incomplete, stops the clock with 29 seconds left. Now second down and 10 from their own 47. Michigan leads Penn State 24-9, four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Evan's pass, not a bad pass. I think the wind just took it and it sailed on him a little bit. Maybe, Evan, you know, Evan a little bit too much time in the weight room. Too big of an arm. <laughs> you suffer from that same issue, is that what it is? Yeah, well, I'm in my balking stage, Clark. I've been ah. in that stage for 25 years, but you don't <laughs> want to rush that stage. Noted. Second down and 10 from the 47. 29 seconds left here in the first half. Straight to Bruski. Looking to pass downfield, lets it fly to the near sideline. This one is overthrown, intended for Luke Vollmering at the 42 of Ithaca. In the area was number nine, Noah Reisner, as well as number 40. 
Nathan Mikesell. This one sailed out of bounds incomplete. Third down and 10 with 24 seconds left in the first half. And we'll see if they're going to run the ball, maybe run the clock out here a little bit, I think is probably to this point, what they're going to do. They'll be happy with a two-possession lead, 28-14, to 14, run the clock. Although Ubley still does have three timeouts in their pocket. And they could try a field goal, mind you. Wing T to the right. Pitch to the right side to Cannon Bruski. Has a lead blocker all the way down to about the 43 of Ithaca. And that's going to be right at the first down marker. They move the chains. First and 10, stops the clock, and they call a timeout called by the Yellow Bearcats with 18 seconds left in this first half. Clark, we may see a Mueller field, field goal here. Goal. I know you're, you're, you're a the, fan. <laughs> you're a fan of the kicking game, You better Clark. believe it. As they stand right now, they're at the 43 of Ithaca. That would be a 60-yard field goal. And nothing would make me more happy <laughs> than the Ugly Bearcats kicking a 60-yard field goal in the regional championship. His kickoffs go 70 yards. He's absolutely right there. He, so this is a first and 10 from the Ithaca 43. And if you ask Mueller about it, he absolutely would like to try that. <laughs> yes. Redding score. Now lead Columbus 5-3. to three. As I suddenly have a vested interest in the Detroit Red Wings this season, which is nice—a nice little, yeah. nice little change for once. Yeah, no kidding. We'll see if the Pistons the, they're, can. They're bringing the, no, no. I'll just stop <laughs> you right I, there. I just, I'll I, stop I, you right there. You see, you stop mid-sentence too. That's, that's, they're going to bring—they're bringing the chains out to see if this one is indeed a first down or not. They're going to stretch it out, and it, it's—it is very close, and they're going to say first down. down. Move the chains. Tom Jablonski says that's enough. By the nose of the football. Very close. So first and ten for the Elby Bearcats. Frankly, it doesn't matter if it's fourth down or first down for the Bearcats. There's only 18 seconds left in this first half. Now, Elby has timeouts <laughs> left, so they can run the ball. And Ithaca's not happy. First and ten from the 43 of the Yellow Jackets. Wing T to the left. Cannon Bruski wing back to the left. Maurer and Vollmering in the backfield as a pitch over to the left side. Vollmering looking down the field to throw. Vollmering lets it fly and it's oh, overthrown. Overthrown to Cannon Bruski at the 25-yard line. A beautiful pass. Of course, Luke Vollmering backup quarterback for the squad. Nothing too crazy there. And just out of the reach of Cannon Bruski falls incomplete. Second down and 10 from the 43. He was wide open, had a lot of green in front of him there. It was just over. It was just overthrown. At the very least, they would have been in well within uh, range for that field goal that you want to see, Clark. Well, frankly, I'm being a little a little selfish here. I don't want to see any more yards. <laughs> I, I want to see a 60-yard field goal. Second down, 10 from the 43. Bruski barking out the oars, wing team to the right this time. Luke Vollmering, the wing back to the right. Bruski and Maurer, and it's a Maurer handoff to the left side. He's trying to break out. He has broke a tackle of the 35. He's still on his feet, and it's going to be out of bounds at the 31-yard line with five seconds left. Actually, at the 32-yard line. Oh, they're calling for the field goal. They're calling for the field goal. You heard the field mics pick that one up. It's a first down in tow, and now they're going to bring out the field goal unit. Line of scrimmage at the 32-yard line. Wind is behind Brett Mueller. And frankly, every resident who can hear our voice on Sports Radio 1021 today. So this is going to be, when all said and done, a 49-yard field goal. For Brett Mueller, working off the left hash. He lines it up. 
Evan Bruski is your long snapper. Holder is Luke Vollmering. Brett Mueller ready to kick off. A 49-yard field goal, and they're trying to ice the kicker. They don't know Brett Mueller. I love, so Brett I love that Ithaca put a guy back to return it if it's short. <laughs> they're obviously not familiar with Mueller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is not going to be short. So that is Ithaca's final timeout of this first half with five seconds remaining in a 14-point ball game. Obli 28, Ithaca 14. Now we check in with Kendall Anthes, who's on the sidelines. You're saying the wind has, uh, has adjusted a little bit. Yeah, the wind's blowing right to left right now if you're facing a field goal post. So uh, he's going to need to aim a little right here. And that comes from a starting pitcher for Northwood University. So he knows the strike zone quite well. Or maybe he doesn't. Depends on the days, what he says in our ears. Wild thing. <laughs> I just watched Major League the other day. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful movie. I was uh, preparing myself to have a uh, different play-by-play uh, color commentator tonight. <laughs> but, uh, Dynamite drop in, Monty. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll try this one again. A 39-yard field goal for Brett Mueller and the Bearcats with five seconds left in the first half. Good snap. Good hold. The kick is low, and this one is going to knuckle it down, and it is no good with one second left in the first half. I'm wondering if 14 actually got a piece of that. It was remarkably low. It, it was not a Brett Mueller kick no. that we're used to seeing. Nope. According to Kendall Anthony, said a little bit of a different sight line than us. Said it hit right in the middle of the ball instead of underneath it. So Ithaca will have one last shot downfield with one second remaining in the first half, trailing 28 to 14. It was a touchback with a kick, so they'll start at their own 20. First and 10 for Ithaca, right to left across your radio. Obli 28, Ithaca 14. And now going with a different quarterback on the Wildcat, Owen McCulka now takes a snap. Looking to throw downfield. That's it fly to number six, Riley White. It's batted. Off his helmet and falls incomplete, and that's how the half will end with a 14-point lead for the Ubley Bearcats. Ubley 28, Ithaca 14. As the Bearcats showing they're the dominant force as always. But for Ubley standards, a 14-point ball game is a close game. It really is it. And from Ithaca's standpoint, they've come back from this in the second half. Very true. They they've seen this. So this is dangerous. When I talked to Sweeney before half, he said that no lead is safe. So now we check in with Kendall Anthes, who has Eric Sweeney, head coach for the Ubley Bearcats. I'm down here with Eric Sweeney. Uh, how do you think the first half went, and what do we need to improve? Well, I think offensively we did very well. I mean, we pounded the ball. Um, you know, we got to keep them in front of us a little more defensively. Do improve our tackling. I think our tackling hasn't been very good. And, uh, you know, we got to come out here and get a stop in the second half and keep running the clock down. Yeah, you uh, had full crowd support here when you sent Mueller out right there. Uh, they really loved that one. They were really hoping to see uh, Mueller to bang that home to end the half. Well, he, he, it was a good attempt, but I, I, I probably should have ran a couple more seconds off the clock before we tried it. So not a big deal. It was worth a try. Well, thank you for your time. Thanks. Yeah, that's Kendall Anthes with Eric Sweeney, who's upset he allowed one second left on the clock. <laughs> that's hard on himself. A little hard on himself there. 
And so we're going to have a joint performance here from the LB Bearcats and Ithaca Yellow Jacket marching bands as they're getting sorted out on the field right now. So we're going to take a short break and we'll listen in to the sights and sounds of the regional championship here on the WLW Sports Network. At the half, it's Ubley leading 28 to Ithaca's 14 on Sports Radio 1021. 75 years ago, Ramsey Fair Home opened its doors and has been there for your family ever since. And that's because in 1948, Burton Ramsey began Ramsey Fair Home with the mindset of our family serving yours. Fast forward three quarters of a century and our motto is still our family serving yours. Three generations from Burton Ramsey to Warren Ramsey and Ryan Ramsey. And we have no intention of changing the way we do business. And not so much business per se, but service, care, and heart. Death is never easy to deal with and it's never convenient. But when you put your trust in Ramsey Fair Home of Harbor Beach, you receive 75 years of experience that can help you navigate your life before, during, and after the loss of a loved one. So on behalf of the entire Ramsey family, thank you for trusting us when it matters the most. And join us as we proudly celebrate 75 years of serving you at Ramsey Fair Home. For more information or to view obituaries or even order flowers, go to RamseyFH.com. Listening to the WLW Sports Network at the half in the regional championship. The LB Bearcats lead the Ithaca Yellow Jackets 28 to 14. And now we listen in to a joint performance between Ithaca and Ubley on the field. Both marching bands out there. Beautiful sight. Beautiful day here in Ubley, Michigan on the banks of the Cass River. Full stands. Ithaca, I mean, Ithaca always travels well, coming out in droves today, as, as you'd expect. The LB Bearcats here for one final home game before. A neutral site. Winner goes on to play Beale City next week. A team Ubley would certainly love to write the score with. And now we listen in to a joint performance on the field.
listening to a joint performance between the Ubly and Ithaca marching bands and the WLW Sports Network. Second half kicks off in seven minutes. And you're listening to the Sports Radio 1021. When we return, we'll break down that first half action for you right here on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Listening to the WLW Sports Network. I'll be leading Ithaca 28 to 14 after two quarters of play. To start this game, I'll be received the ball. They marched right down the field 80 yards. It took them seven minutes and 26 seconds to do so. Capped off with an Evan Bruski one yard dive into the end zone. Mueller with the PAT makes it 7 0. Ithaca's next very drive, they marched down the field 78 yards in two minutes exactly with nine plays, and they respond. With a Jackson Con quarterback keeper five yards out, Dahl with the PAT makes it seven to seven. Obley's very next drive, with still 52 seconds left in the first quarter, and they go 75 yards in four plays. And Seth Maurer rumbles in from 42 yards out. Brett Mueller with the PAT makes it Obley 14, Ithaca seven. Ithaca's next drive cut short after just two plays, as they throw an interception at their own 33-yard line, and Ubley takes it over, and they punch in the end zone five plays later on a Cannon Bruski 14-yard dive with 10-13 remaining in the second quarter. The PAT from Mueller makes it 21-7. Ithaca then, a quick six-yard or six-play drive results in a punt at midfield, and Ubley then marches 79 yards down the field in five minutes and 16 seconds. In 2.32 before the half is over, they put on score number four, with Seth Maurer, a three-yard run in the end zone to make it 28-7 after Mueller puts it through the uprights. Ithaca, though, not done yet. Minute 24 left in the first half, and they score after putting together a six-play 80-yard drive in a minute eight seconds. And Reisner with a 39-yard reception. 39-yard reception from Jackson Kahn. Dahl puts it through the uprights to make it 28-14. And then the Ubley Bearcats get the ball back, and they get all the way down to the 31. They start at their own 31-yard line, and then they end up at the 39. It's about the 31-yard line, and they bring out Brett Mueller for the field goal from 49 yards. The field goal was short. No good. And with one second left, Ithaca throws it downfield incomplete. We've reached halftime with a 28-14 ball game in favor of the Bearcats. 28-14. to Ithaca with 201 yards of offense on 24 plays. Obli. 43 plays for 309 yards, 19 more plays of offense for the Bearcats, and 108 more yards to show for it. Ithaca, 101 yards on the ground, 100 yards through the air. Ubley, 309 yards on the ground, zero yards through the air on three attempts today so far. Leading the way, Cannon Bruski, 17 carries, 154 yards and a score. Seth Maurer, 16 carries, 122 yards and two scores. Luke Vomering, five carries, 22 yards, and Evan Bruski, two carries for 11 yards and a score. Seth Maurer with two scores, Peruski, each Peruski with one score. The Ithaca Yellow Jackets, Noah Reisner leading the way with 42 yards on three carries. Nathan Mikesell, 39 carries on three carries. And quarterback Jackson Kahn, four carries for 20 yards and a score. 
through the air. Jackson Kahn, 6 of 13 with one interception for 100 yards and one score. That's a 46% completion rate. Noah Reisner brought in the reception for the score on 39-yard reception. Owen McCulka, one reception for 35 yards. And Nathan Mikesell, three receptions for 25 yards. And Riley White, two receptions for 13 yards. Mind you, Riley White is the leading receiver on this team. Other area scores, Kingston trailing Martin 34-14 in the fourth quarter. And that's actually a final. And Lenaway Christian leading Deckerville 42-14 in the fourth as well. And that's a final as well. To start this third quarter here, Brett Mueller's kick goes into the end zone for a touchback. And so Ithaca will start out on offense at their own 20-yard line, trailing by two scores, the Libby Bearcats. Yeah, Clark, I think so far as the, the keys to the second half, same as the keys to the, to the start of the game, Ubley's got to keep the big plays in front of them, keep everything in front of them. Don't let them get in back of them and, and let that those big plays happen. That's really the only way Ithaca's going to claw their way back into this game. First and 10 for the Ithaca Yellow Jackets, right to left across your radio, wind in their face to start this third quarter. It's a handoff to Nathan Mikesell around the right end. He breaks out. He's all the way to the 40, the midfield, and he's going to be tackled out of bounds by number 20, Ryan Lehrman at midfield. They're going to mark him down right at the 50 for a 30-yard gain on the very first play of this second half for the Ithaca Yellow Jackets. A little momentum on their side. Yeah, they got the edge on that one, and again, you can't let these guys get big chunk plays. You gotta, you gotta keep everything in front of you and play some disciplined football and set that edge. Yellow Jackets going tempo now. There's the snap. Jackson Kahn stays in the pocket, throws it down, and it's brought in for a one-yard reception into the hands of Riley White. That's his third reception of the day for 14 total yards. Tackle made by Skyler Smith, number 55, linebacker junior. Second down, nine to go from Ubley's 49-yard line. Nice job by Kyler Smith in coverage there as a linebacker. Uh, was right there to wrap him up after a short game. Second down, nine. Trips to the left, one to the right. Working off the right hash, Jackson Kahn now directing traffic. Switching plays. Now back, awaiting the snap. 11-15 left in the third quarter. Ubley by two scores. Quarterback keeper Jackson Kahn has five yards. He now has seven yards and maybe even eight yards all the way down to the 41. When all is said and done, and he calls his own number on the audible before he's brought down by Mitchell Foot. Defensive tackle tracks him down from behind. Two yards short of the line to gain, so a seven-yard pickup. Second down, two to, or three down, third down, two to go. Yeah, that little quarterback keeper is really working well for them as they're spreading out the ugly defense. Mike Sell goes in motion in the pocket. Khan throwing downfield to the near sideline to Nathan Mikesell. And this one is intercepted at the 20-yard line. And that was well covered by Colton Oswald. And Oswald brings it in for the second turnover of this game, the first one of the second half. And just when Ithaca was showing some momentum on their side, Oblis comes back and rips it away. Colton Oswald with the interception. And Oblis back on the field with a two-score lead. Everyone who plays Ubley will tell you you cannot make mistakes against Ubley. They're going to make you pay. You make too many mistakes to them, now, now they're going to methodically move this ball down the field. So they start at their own 20. And it's a handoff to Cannon Bruschi of the middle. Breaks out his first phase and all the way down to about the 29-yard line for a 9-yard kick pickup before number 9, Noah Reisner, stops him, the senior linebacker. Second down, a yard to go. Ubley picking back up where they left off. Exactly where they left off. Uh, Pruski coming through the line, getting five yards before he gets hit, and then dragging everybody for another four. Yeah, they're good now with 28 total plays of offense. Looked like they had something there before. Another costly turnover. 
that Albany will certainly take advantage of. Second down, a yard to go. They're still all standing up before the play. The back judge puts his hand up, singling 10 seconds left on the play clock. There's the snap. Hand off to Cannon Bruski. He has the first down and falls backwards out to the 33-yard line for a four-yard gain. Tackle made by Nathan Mikesell on the first down carry. First and 10 for the other Bearcats. Now they're on 33. Yep, that power, that power game right up the middle. It's uh, it's exactly what Ubley wants to do. Eat up that clock, keep the ball moving, keep the chains moving, and it's it again. It's five to ten yards and a cloud of dust. Five to ten yards and a cloud of dust. Yeah, that, it's, it's not three yards and a cloud of dust. Ubley's making it. Ubley's changing the rules. Just making sure I heard that correctly. Yep. And now Ubley settles under center. I've never seen the whole line stand up until that ten second mark. And there's Evan Prusky handing things off to Seth Maurer, and he pushes forward for a nice sizable chunk of gain all the way down to the 39-yard line for a five-yard gain, six-yard gain. Tackle made by 72. Brandon Pass on the stop. Second down, four yards to go for the LB Bearcats at their own 39-yard line. Yeah, Albany's coming out here in the second half. They look really fired up. The offensive line is, is, is controlling this game again. Really just putting their will right on, right on the defensive line, doing whatever they want in between the tackles. Probably doing ugly things so far today. Second down and four from their own 39, leading 28-14 over Ithaca. This drive set up with the interception. That would be the second interception for the LB defense today. And off to Seth Maurer. He goes to tries to find the left side, and there's Ithaca to swallow that up for no gain. Leading the charge was Brandon Pass, defensive tackle and a senior for the Ithaca Yellow Jackets, and that is his sixth tackle of the day. Third down and four. Yeah, Ithaca's swarming defense on that one really played it played it well for I, I think the first the first uh, play for loss possibly by Ubley today. At least no game. Third down, four still from the 39 yard inside the left hash. Left right across the radio. Their home black uniforms. Evan Prusky talking to his backfield, who's in the straight tee, no chaser. Now settles in. Ithaca showing pressure, crowding the box, crowding the line. Handoff up the middle to Kenan Peruski, and he hits that line and bounces across the 40 to the 41. And stop made by Lloyd, Lloyd Stoneman, defensive lineman, junior. And he is short, and he is injured. So gain of two when they need four. It's a fourth and two upcoming for Ubley. And we have a down player for the Ithaca Yellow Jackets. That was Lloyd Stoneman, the man who just made that stop. And, and I'll tell you... Ithaca is absolutely selling out for the run at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. They well, are, what else are you going to do? It's student body on the line at this point. <laughs> it is, it's, it's amazing how they're moving everyone up. And with nearly 100 more students in Ithaca's school, still not sure they'll be able to stop <laughs> up today. <laughs> no, not the way that they, not the way they, ex they execute. It's fourth down, two yards to go for the Illinois Bearcats as they're working on Lloyd Stoneman out in the field. And some other area scores outside of the region. Clarkson Everest, who Ubley played in week number one, he, they lost to Gabriel Richard, 28 to 31. Maybe it's Gabriel Richard. Gabriel, Gabriel Richard sounds much better, though. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, go shopping at Target. Yes. <laughs> North Muskegon takes out Paloma Westphalia, 28 to 27. And in case you're curious about the Belleville-Northville game, Belleville beat Northville. Doug Cole might be the only one who cares about that one. Being from being from Brighton, Northville had a Northville was a great team this year. Belleville's just a monster. So Ubley going for it at their own 41-yard line, fourth down, two yards to go. 
And it's going to be a handoff of DeMille. Cannon Bruski has the first down. He's dropped, tackled all the way out to the 47-yard line. He got out to the 43. He said, I can do better than that. Move the chains for the other Bearcats on a fourth down conversion. There's that yards after contact again for Peruski. He picked up another six yards after being hit on that one. First and 10 from their 47 now. Left or right across the radio. Clock continues to roll. We're at seven minutes left here in the third quarter. Obli 28, Ithaca 14. Well, Obli's doing exactly what they wanted to do. They're controlling the ball. They did not letting the big plays happen. This is going to script for Coach Sweeney. Menominee beats McBain 40 nothing. Menominee. Evan Bruski hands it off to Luke Vollmer. He's out for the running. He has the first down. He's brought down at the Ithaca 40-yard line after a 13-yard pickup. Tackle made by Nathan Mikesell, who frankly saved a touchdown there for the Ithaca defense. Right when you think the Ithaca defense is stiffening up a little bit, they do just a little <laughs> bit. They do a little bit something different. They trap that defensive line a little a little bit differently. Open and the, and the holes open up for those running backs. It's like, it's, it's like the internal mind. Okay, you've stopped two of our three plays we've ran today. Here's a fourth, Here's, and you can't stop that one. Yes. First and ten for the Ithaca Bearcats. Now into Ithaca territory at the 40-yard line. Seth Maurer rumbled out. On that last drive, uh, last run. First and 10 from the Ithaca 40. Less than 10 on the play clock. Handoff to Luke Vollmering again. He gets down to the 35 and a half yard line. Tackle made by Noah Reisner for the Ithaca defense. I think it looks like Ubley may have found something there on the right right side with Vollmering running off right off the right tackle. Uh, we'll see if they're exploiting something that maybe they saw in the first half. Gain of four for Vollmering. Sets away second down and six from the Ithaca 36 yard line. 5.55 left in the third quarter. Obli 28, Ithaca 14. In case you're wondering about facts and stats that Kendall Anthes is feeding me, we are the only game going on across the entire state of Michigan right now in football. Second down and six. Hand off to Cannon Persky. Rolls out of his own <laughs> spin moves his way out of his first tackle. Takes his defender with him. And it takes the cavalry to bring him down to the 22-yard line for a 14-yard pickup as Cannon Peruski put together three plays there on his own. I tell you, a little shake and bake by Cannon Peruski. He had the spin, the spin, spun out of the first tackle and then just took the safety for a ride of about 10 yards. First and 10, tap bus runs till 6 p.m. today. First and 10, Cannon Peruski's driving. Five minutes and five seconds here left in the third quarter. Ubley 28, Ithaca 14 still, but the Bearcats knocking on the door potentially for the fifth time here today. Bruski under center. Three men backfield, straight T, no chaser. And it's a handout to Seth Maurer. Bounces it outside, has a lane, and cuts up at about the 17 before he's forced out of bounds by Noah Reisner, leading tackler for this Ithaca defense. Entering today, had 125 tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble. And today, he has 12 tackles. Second down and six after a four-yard pickup for Maurer. Probably taking their time, trying to milk the clock a little bit. They even... even uh... Uh, taking their time getting the plays in at this point. The clock is their friend, of course. 425 and counting. They say he was tackled inbounds. At the 18-yard line. Working off the left hash. The entire line now settles down. Less than 10 on the play clock. Five, four, three, and there's the snap. And a handoff to Canabruski at the middle. He leaps out for maybe two yards down to about the 16, maybe the 17-yard line before Noah Reisner who's taking it personally out there against Gannon Bruski and trying to wrap him up as fast as possible. Gain of two, third down in 
five, third down four, long four somewhere in there, uh, coming for the Bearcats. This is really where that leadership of Evan Peruski is coming into play here to let the play clock go down. Uh, Sweeney has all the you know, all the confidence in the world in, in him to make sure that the play gets off at the right time. Really running running this offense fantastically. For What's interesting is Mitchell Foote's also running to the sideline to pick up the play before getting to the line of scrimmage with Evan Peruski. Third down, a long four. Hand off to the right side to Luke Vomering. He has a seam. He has the first down to them to the 10 and cuts up. Still on his feet and down to the goal line. He's in. Touchdown, Ubley. Luke Vomering puts together a five-yard dive after being hit about four times before that. And finds himself in the end zone from 17 yards out. That play should have stopped at the five. Luke Vomering said, not so fast. I'm going to find myself in the end zone. And now the Ubley Bearcats are leading 34-14 to with 3.17 left. In the third quarter. He just wouldn't be denied on that. On that, And I'd like to point out, Mueller, nice lead block on that, really sprung him as well. 17-yard run for Luke Vollmering. His first score of the day. And with a PAT here from Brent Mueller, will make this a 35-14 lead by 21 points. It's up. It has the distance. It has the accuracy. No! It's wide right. So it remains 34-14 to 14 with 3.17 left in the third quarter on the WLW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. It's now Obli 34 Ithaca 14 as Luke Vollmering rumbles in from 17 yards out. Camps off a drive that was quite a few plays and 80 yards. Kick comes in close to the goal line and brought in by number six, Riley White. He gets all the way out to the 14-yard line. Mark him down to the 15-yard line. So it'll be a long field, 85 yards in front of Ithaca before a score here. As they trail by 20 points, 3.09 left in the third quarter. Looked like he picked that ball up on his knee almost. I think so. could, have, could have been down on the five, possibly. So, all things considered, not a bad return. As the gets the benefit of the doubt, they've got a tall task in front of them. They trail by three possessions to the state runners up in Division 8 from last year, and the Albi Bearcats have unfinished business in front of them, and they're taking care of business so far today. It's a sweep around the near sideline to Nathan Mikesell. He tries to find the corner, and he never really does. He runs out of bounds at the 20-yard line. Mark him down to the 21 for a six-yard gain. Stop made by Ubley's 32, Colton Oswald, out of the secondary. As that play, they're looking for a little bit more on a big explosive play, and he gets six. Yeah, Ithaca's got to get something going on offense here. Good start, good play on first down. If they don't score here, it could start to get ugly with Ubley leaning on that power run game. Second down, four to go. And off to Reisner. Breaks out of one tackle. Flag flies in the backfield. He gets all the way out to the 30-yard line for a nine-yard gain. Stop made by Skyler Smith as well as Cannon Peruski. But a flag flies in the backfield. This is more likely going to be a hold on Ithaca. And if that if that hold didn't happen, that would have been stopped behind the yeah. line. So it's a hold on Ithaca. So it'll be 10 yards from the spot of the foul, which is at the, well, was at the 20-yard line, but new rule this year. You can't, any penalty for a hold especially, can't go behind the line of scrimmage. So it starts at the line of scrimmage, the previous spot, and goes back 10 yards from there. So that was the 21 down to the 11-yard line. Now 
Second down, repeat, and it's 15 to go. I learn something new every day listening to you, Clark. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of goes back to, to you can't you can't make mistakes against Ugly. You've mentioned that. Yeah. And it just it seems like every time they get something going, they make a little mistake to stall their drives. So going with a little bit of a single wing formation out of the shotgun, Jackson Kahn looking to pass downfield. Throws it right down the middle. Intended for Riley White. He brings it into the 43, and he's tackled all the way out to the 49-yard line as Colin Ozentoski was in coverage all the way out to the 48 for a 37-yard reception from Jackson Kahn to Riley White, his leading receiver this season, and they show why. First nope. and 10. That was a perfect, perfect throw. Better catch. Not much Ozentoski could do on that play. First and 10 from the 48 of Ithaca. Hand off to Nathan Mikesell. Goes to the near side, breaks out of one tackle, and doesn't get very far beyond that. They get tackled inbounds by Seth Maurer. And they're going to say gain of about six inches, still second down, 10 to go from the 48. Yobley came through what seemed to be a stunt on that one, called the right play at the right time. Uh, got hands on him in the backfield. Did a nice job to break tackles to at least get back to the line of scrimmage. Second and 10 from their own 48, trailing Ubley 34-14. to 14. We have a timeout called by the Ubley defense with a minute 49 remaining in the third quarter on the WLW Sports Network, 34-14, to 14, Ubley leading Ithaca. Minute 49 remains in the third quarter. Ithaca facing a second and 10 from their own 48-yard line. Time was called by Ubley as there's an open receiver downfield. Same the line. Hand off to Nathan Mikesell. He finds some sort of room to breathe, and he gets across midfield and finally runs out of bounds at the Ubley 47-yard line for a five-yard gain, forced out of bounds by Colton Oswald. This will set up a third down and five for the... Actually, a third down and six. They say is a four-yard gain on Mikesell run. Third down and six from the Ubley 48. It was an, they set the edge, Ubley set the edge on defense on that one. Nice way to string that out, not let him get to the outside. Three to the left, wing back to the left. One lone receiver to the right, and the empty set for Jackson Kahn. Third down, six to go, quarterback keeper. He breaks out of one tackle, and he's going to be not get out of that second tackle from Mitchell Foote at the 44-yard line after just a modest four-yard gain. And now it's going to be a fourth down and a long two for the Ithaca Yellow Jackets at the Ubley 44-yard line. A minute 28 left here in the third quarter. And it was a, a missed tackle in the backfield. Could have stopped him. It, just like Sweeney said before he went in. Got to tackle a little bit better. 34-14. to 14, Ubley by 20 points as it stands right now. Ithaca going for the hard count. Now changes the play. Jackson Kahn in the shotgun. Has Mike Sell wide to his uh, off his right hip now after shifting. Reisner shifts to the right side. His quarterback keeper on the fourth and two. He's going to fight for it. He's oh. going to be stopped. He's stopped short by a yard. Who else? Cannon Peruski blows that play up and before it could even form. And Jackson Kahn is stopped well short of the line to gain by a whole yard at the 43-yard line. And Ubley's offense comes back onto the field. A turnover on downs with 101 remaining in the third quarter. Well, I think Ithaca is going to be... Uh be happy to not see Kenan Peruski after <laughs> this game. Well, they're going to see him in their nightmares, the nightmares for a while again. Oh my. So, I'll be back on the offense with a 20-point lead in tow, 34-14, with 13 minutes still left in regulation. 
from their own 43. It's a handoff to Cannon Peruski across midfield and finally rolls to rest at the 49 of Ithaca. When all said and done from the 43 all the way to the 49 on the other side of the 50. An eight-yard pickup on first and ten. Sets up a second down and two. I feel like a broken record when I talk about him. <laughs> he gets he gets three yards. The offensive line's getting him three yards. He's getting eight more. It, it's, it's amazing the way he's running the ball today. Ithaca's had the ball for just nine minutes and 54 seconds in this ball game. Probably 25 minutes plus. Straight T for the Bearcats, facing a second and two from the Ithaca 49. 20 seconds left here in the third quarter. Last play of this quarter. Bad snap, and they're going to have to jump on it back at the 47-yard line. Looks like Cannon Peruski was able to jump on it. No, that was actually Evan Peruski jumped on it at last second. There was a white jersey eerily close to that ball. And so it's going to be a third down and six upcoming. Third down and seven. When we return at the end of the third quarter, fourth quarter upcoming in the Bearcats lead by 20 points, 34 to 14 over the on the W L W Sports Network. Out of the fourth quarter, and the Ubi Bearcats handed off on a third and six to Seth Maurer, and he gets all the way out to the Ithaca 45-yard line to move the chains, and they pick up the fourth quarter right where they left off on the third. A new fresh set of downs into Ithaca territory, trying to expand this 20-point lead. And that's just a way to break Ithaca's <laughs> spirit right there when they have him in third third and long, and they still can't get a stop, and it was, it was a simple run play to the left. First and 10 for the Bearcats. At the Ithaca 45, right to left cross radio. Now wind in their face a little bit here for the remaining 11 minutes and 54 seconds. Obli 34, Ithaca 14. Evan Bruski under center. Hand off to Cannon Bruski at the middle. Finds a little bit of a gap. Gets down to about the 42. When all said and done for a three-yard pickup. Stop made by Ithaca's number 75, Broden Pesca, defensive tackle and a junior. Three-yard gain and from the down to the 42, second down and seven. The size difference between Peruski and Ithaca's linebackers and safeties, it's, it's it looks like a man playing with boys out there. <laughs> well, it's certainly uh, yards after contact is showing that as well. <laughs> it's running tough. Gannon Peruski, 23 carries for 188 yards and a score, averaging 8.2 per carry. Carries the ball 42% of the time today for the Bearcats. Second down and seven from the Ithaca 42. There's the snap. Handoff to Seth Maurer. Comes to the near sideline. And he stood up at the line of scrimmage. Gets down to about the 41 for a gain of a yard. Broden Peska with his second straight tackle. Stops that one. And now another third down. This time six to go again. Do the Ubley Bearcats find another way to break the soul of the Ithaca Yellow Jackets? Yeah, they're gonna come, they're gonna come out. They're gonna they're gonna power football. They're gonna line up in a in a full tee. <laughs> And they're going to do whatever they want. It's, it's a, just the way Ubley works. It's a good thing that Ubley's offense is quite simple for you to dissect here today, Ed. Otherwise, I think this might be over. It's not, yeah, it's not. It's not rocket science so much. <laughs> but it's the it's way they do it. It's just the way they do it. It's the they way do they do it, it so that makes such a difference. Well, it's a well-oiled machine. It really is. It's beautiful to watch. Going back to pass. Evan Bruski wide open. Brett Mueller at the 15-yard line. It's caught. Brett Mueller streaks down to the 5, down to the 1-yard line. Tackle made just before the goal line by Joe Daw from the 41 down to the one-yard line. A 40-yard reception as they had Ithaca beat 
in many ways, and Brett Mueller brings in the 40-yard reception. Brett Mueller got 10 yards in back of the defense, and Evan Prusky wasn't going to miss him. A nice touch pass, perfect pass to, to him. Just caught him on the one-yard line. Glad he didn't roll up on that on that golden leg. <laughs> yes. I was a little worried, little worried when he caught him from behind. Ten minutes, five seconds and counting. 34-14, but I'll be on a first and goal from the one-yard line. Peruski under center. Vollmering, Peruski, Maurer in the backfield. It's been the case all day and all season. Hand off to Luke Vollmering. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Ubley. Hey, let's get Luke one. 9.48 left in the fourth quarter, and the Bearcats have found the end zone for the sixth time of the day. It's now Ubley 40. Ithaca 14 with 9.48 left in the fourth quarter. Luke Vollmering finds the end zone for the second time today. Yeah, just power football. I'll tell you, that pass caught Ithaca by surprise. They are absolutely selling out for the run on that long pass play. Uh, absolutely calculated, called at exactly the right time. Caught him, caught him sleeping and cheating up. And the PAT is good, so it's now 41-14. to 9.48 remains in regulation, and the Bearcats lead extended out to 27 points on the WLW Sports Network. Probably 41, Ithaca 14. remains in the fourth quarter, and the Bearcats put on another score. Put on the clinic here over the Ithaca Yellow Jackets. Of course, five state championships in six years in the mid-2000s. 2010s, I should say. But today, it's the all the ugly Bearcats. Luke Lomring with a one-yard dive, set up by a Brett Mueller 40-yard reception. Kick comes into the one-yard line, brought in by Riley White. He's out to the 15, scrambles, and is going to be forced out of bounds by a platoon of black jerseys. At the 16-yard line, left, right, across the radius, they trail by 27 points to the Ubley Bearcats. Yeah, this is exactly what exactly what Coach Sweeney said that he wanted to do. He's keeping the defense is keeping everything in front of him. That's the key right now. The, if they keep everything in front of them, it's okay if they move the ball. They're going to go to kind of a bend, but don't break at this point. Let the clock run. They're up by 27. So just don't let. The big play happened. First and 10 from the 17 for the Yellow Jackets. Trailing by 27 points, 41 to 14. Two wide, or excuse me, one wide to the left, three wide to the right. Passing to the right side, it's open into the hands of Colin Thrush. He's across the 25 and falls forward out to the 27. Stop made by Skylar Smith, linebacker. It's going to be very close to that first down marker. They're saying move the chains on a 10-yard reception into the hands of Thrush. And again, it's it's... They kept everything in front of them. They, it almost seems like Ubley's okay with that, without the short passing game. Just keep chewing up that clock, keep them in bounds. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets, now at the 32 yard, or excuse me, the 27 yard line. Single wing formation here. They go to the reverse to number nine. Noah Reisner gets out to the 35 yard line. That's an eight yard pickup. Number nine on the stop as well, Aaron Weber, sophomore safety. After an eight-yard gain, second down and two. Yeah, the, the running game running game is actually pretty strong for Ithaca right now, but I think that's because um, Ubley is playing a little bit more on that on that prevent type mindset. Two wide to the right, one to the left, and it's a handoff right to the middle to Noah Reisner, and Cannon Bruski chews up that play, brings him down to the backfield, tackles him for a loss at the 34-yard line. 
They're going to say he was down for a yard of a loss, but really it was three or four. And now third down, three to go for Ithaca. Ithaca's going to wake up tonight screaming, 21, 21, Cannon Peruski has been all over the field today on both sides of the ball. What's crazy is he only has six tackles. and one tackle for a loss, but it feels like a whole lot more. Trips to the left. Now Quan's to the left. Lone receiver to the right is Colin Thrush working off that right hash. Jackson Kahn in the shotgun, empty set with him. Looking to his left to pass. Nothing there. Now rolls to his right. He's going to go for it, keep it for himself. And he runs out of bounds, and he got the first down. And they're going to mark him down all the way out to the 38-yard line when you only need to get out to about the 36-and-a-half. Move the chains on a third-down conversion. Stops like the a, clock with 3.01. You like a bond on that stop. No. <laughs> Eight minutes, one second. Excuse me. <laughs> Anything else you want to make sure you get into this broadcast today? <laughs> no, I'm, okay. I, I'm thinking I'm hitting everybody. I'm, okay. Hi, Mom. <laughs> First and 10 for Ithaca. Yeah, they're on 38-yard line, trailing 41-14. to 14. Two wide to the left, two to the right. Jackson Conn looks at the sideline, has no riser on his left hip. Going with an off-balance front line. Lining up behind number 60, Lloyd Stoneman. Man in motion, Nathan Mikesell rolls to his left and is going to option out to Mikesell. Brings it in, he's across the 40 and lowers the shoulder and he doesn't get any further than that. And he tries to break out of that one. He gets out maybe to the 41-yard line before Ryan Lehrman really cleans him up there for not much gain. A gain of three when all said and done as he ran sideways for about 30 yards. Gets forward for three of them. Ryan Lehrman, great open field tackle there. That's the sure tackle that Coach Sweeney's been talking about. Fantastic job. Second and seven now from the 41. Left right across the radio. Trips to the left. One to the right. Wing back to the right as well. Now Nathan Mike Sell in motion to the near. Staying in the pocket. Looking to throw. Let's this one fly at the near sideline at midfield. It's brought in. And at number two, Owen McCulloch leaps and extends all the way out to the 48 of Ubley. Stop made by Luke Vollmering as well as Skylar Smith. Move the chains from the 41 to the 48 of Ubley for a 11-yard pickup. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets. Receiver wide to the right, going no huddle. Hurry up tempo here as well. Receivers wide each way. Now Jackson Kahn goes for the hard quick count and looks to the sideline for a play call. Handoff up the middle to Mike Sell. Has a lead blocker. Has a little room to run and somehow gets himself all the way down to the ugly 39-yard line for a nine-yard pickup. Tackle made by Skylar Smith. And suddenly there's a big hole in the middle of that ugly defense. Yeah, they're, they're picking up chunk plays, but really it's only going for 9, 10 yards. So it's still kind of a bend, but don't break. Let, just let them run that clock down. Ithaca with 177 yards on the ground, 159 through the air. Second down, yard to go from the ugly 39. They need it to the 38. 620 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Ugly 41, Ithaca 14. Reisner off the right hip of Jackson Kahn in the shotgun. Two receivers to the left, looking to his left to pass. Let's it fly. This one's brought in by number four, Joe Daw. He has the first down and then some inside the 30, brought down at about the 28-yard line. Tackle made by number 20s for Ubley, Ryan Lehrman out of the safety position. Move the chains for about 11 yards. Yeah, it looked like the defensive back slipped on that one. Uh, not, not much you can do on that. First and 10, two wide to the right, one to the left. Jackson Kahn surveying the defense. Goes for the hard count, and then again looks to the sideline. Very similar to what Lakers does. Going for the audible after initial snaps uh, functions. 
Quarterback keeper for Jackson Con gets across the 25 and brought down to the 23, dropped by Kandon Bruski there for a five-yard gain. Jackson Con, five and a half to play here in the fourth. As Ithka methodically moving down the field, I'll be not too concerned as they lead by 27 points. Yeah, it doesn't seem like Ithaca's really doing too much of a hurry up either, so they're, they're allowing a lot of time to come off the clock. Two to the right, one to the left. Jackson Kahn, just a junior. Now has man in motion, number 22, Colin Thrush. Staying in the pocket. Pocket holds, throwing to the far sideline. Open, Thrush is run in. Touchdown, Ithaca. Colin Thrush went in motion, streaked down the far sideline, was never picked up. And from 23 yards out, brings in the reception, and Ithaca finds the end zone for the third time this season, this tonight. And it's now Ubley 41, Ithaca 20 with 4.58 remaining in the fourth quarter. Well, Ithaca, like, we've, like we said, Ithaca's known for their comebacks here, but might be too little, little too, too late, late on that one. possibly, but, but uh, you never know. The big play capabilities. Thrush with a 23-yard reception. Puts Ithaca on the board for the third time. Now trying to make this a 20-point ball game once again. The holder, Owen McCulka, wide receiver and a safety. Joe Daw plays cornerback as well as winning the kick here for the PAT. Nailed that field goal to win it for New Ithaca last week, oh, and this PAT what? is blocked. Someone got their big paw off on the front line, and it looks like it was number 60. Devin Geiger, freshman, may have gotten his hand on that one and blocks the PAT, and it's a 21-point lead, 41-20, with 4.58 left in the fourth quarter on the WLW Sports Network. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Ithaca scores on a 23-yard reception in the hands of Thrush. PAD was blocked, so Ithaca goes for the onside kick. Line drive out to about the 46-yard line, and it was immediately brought in by the special teams. Yeah, they lined up. You could tell there was going to be some shenanigans on that one, Clark. But absolutely no sweat. It went, went right, to the, right to the ugly player. And that was number 60. Devin Geiger on the blocked PAT. He's still holding his hand on the sideline. <laughs> First and 10 for the LB Bearcats, leading by 21 points, 4.58 left in regulation. Hand out to Seth Maurer, bounces it outside. He's across midfield in Ithaca territory and runs out of bounds at the 45-yard line for a nine-yard gain. Tackle made by Owen McCulka. Second down, yard to go, but it stops the clock with 4.52 left in the fourth. Yeah, Ithaca, Ithaca doesn't even have a safety back. It doesn't, it doesn't look like they're putting all 11, all 11 right, right on the box, and they still can't stop them. Kind of reminds me of playing Tecmo Super Bowl, just kind of crowding the box there a little bit, seeing what, what sticks. And yep, and then just run, run Bo Jackson. And, and there's, nothing can, there's nothing you can Bo, do about it. Bo Jackson into the end zone <laughs> yet again, what feels like the entire obli season for the last four seasons. Second down, a yard to go for the Bearcats at the Ithaca 45. Evan Bruski barking orders like this is still a one-possession game or less. There's the snap. Handoff to Luke Vollmering. He has the first down still on his feet inside the 35, and it's going to take two white jerseys to bring him down all the way at the 31-yard line for a 14-yard reception. Actually, 13-yard reception. Tackle made by Joe Daw out to the 32-yard line. And this is that this is that third the, the the third tip of the day. What they what they need to focus on was, you know, getting that lead, 
wearing down the other side's defensive line and then just running the ball in the fourth quarter, and that's what's happening. Time's coming off the clock. Ubley has ran 63 plays today, 59 of them on the ground, four attempts, one completion for Brett Mueller, which, of course, set up that last score. 59 carries, 422 yards so far, and there's still four minutes left. Bruski under center. First and 10 from the 32. Hand off to Luke Vollmer. He has room to run. He's chopped down at about the 24-yard line. Mark him down to the 23 for another nine-yard gain. Joe Daw on the stomp out of the secondary. Clock continues to roll. Second down, yard to go, under four to play. Probably just gashing them at this point. I think it really is kind of fatigue starting to, starting to set in. Ubley's been doing this in the fourth quarter just about every game this year. It's the, the other teams start, start to start to get incredibly weary in the fourth quarter against them. They've been doing that in the fourth quarter as well as the third quarter and <laughs> the second <laughs> quarter yes, and the, yes, even yes, parts yes. of the first quarter. True, true story. Second down, yard to go. Ubley frankly looks like the Landry shift, before, but that's the entire line for settling under center for the first time with about five seconds left on the play clock. Handoff to Luke Vollmering gets down to the 20-yard line. For a three-yard pickup, move the chain, stops the clock momentarily. Joe Dock credited for the tackle. Another move the chains moment for the ugly offense. 3-15 and counting here in the fourth quarter, leading 41 to 20. But in, in Ithaca, it's like it's like you playing football with Ryan, your older brother Ryan Clark. You, you no, know what's coming, you know what's coming, you can't stop it. I was gonna say the opposite on that. Oh, I think Ryan would have something to say yeah. about that. There you go. I mentioned Ryan too, so I got, him. I got him in too. I'm gonna okay. gonna go shooting with him over Thanksgiving, so I got I had to get that. Let's see. Try and get all the Ramsey brothers' names in here. That'd be quite the trivia question. First and ten from the twenty yard line of Ithaca. Hand off to Seth Maurer. Has five yards and is still turning the legs. Spins out of that one. And he's all the way down to the ten yard line and still going. And finally dropped to the eight yard line for a twelve yard pickup. Are you kidding me? Seth Maurer stopped finally by Joe Daw after a third attempt on the tackle. I lost count at five <laughs> broken tackles on that, on that run. Forty-one to twenty, as it stands right now, twenty-one point lead for the Bearcats. Two fifteen and counting. I'll be taking as much time off the clock as possible. First and goal from the eight. Bruski's still under center. And it's a handoff to Luke Vomering down to the four-yard line, maybe even the three, for a five-yard gain. Tackle made by Nathan Mikesell for the Ithaca Yellow Jackets. Second down goal. <laughs> Always in the red zone again. Ah, just another day here in the office. No, no big deal. <laughs> they have two downs to get, or three downs to get three yards. And it's turning into the uh, the Vollmering show here late in the game. And Obli might be taking a knee here. Second down goal to go. So Peruski's under center, and there it is. There's there the is. first genuflect, and they're just going to let this clock run down. And the victory formation for Obli looks strangely like their regular offense. <laughs> So Evan Bruski, in his 46th start, will improve to 4-0 and in regional championship games. It's amazing. Quite well, the career of, for him. Not, not a lot of players have started since their freshman year. No. <laughs> 48 seconds and counting. As 
as it stands right now, 21 points. And there's the snap, and there's the kneel, and that is your ball game. The Ubley Bearcats, five straight regional championships for the orange and black of the M19 Valley. The Ubley Bearcats do it again, this time in 2023. They take out a blue chip program like the Ithaca Yellow Jackets. It was never in question. Never trailed in this ball game. They were tied for just a moment. And the Ubley Bearcats move on to the state semifinals to take on Beale City. Unfinished business with the Aggies. As they're the team that knocked them out twice in recent history. And the Ubley Bearcats take the victory against Ithaca on a beautiful sun-drenched Saturday afternoon in Ubley, Michigan. Ubley 41. Ithaca 20 on the WLW Sports Network. When we return, we'll break, break down this whole game as well as hear from numerous players on the field. Kendall Anthos will be catching up with Eric Sweeney, both Bruski, Seth Maurer, and maybe even Luke Vollmering right here on the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. wins again their fifth straight regional title impressive run here historic run we are seeing from the Obi Bearcats in recent history today they took out the Ithaca Yellow Jackets 41 to 20 it was really never even in question the score may have been close at one moment but everyone in attendance even Ithaca said this one's not even close time possession in their favor Rushing yards in their favor. Ithaca through the air. Certainly was more. But let's listen in as they receive the trophy from Eric Sweeney from Brandon Sorensen. Congratulations to the <laughs> Bearcats, the Division 8 Regional Champions. And I think Sweeney has the best celebration, too, when he when he holds up and screams. He's just, the, the, the team just goes absolutely nuts. It looks like... A scene from Rocky Four. Yes. <laughs> All that's missing is Eric now shouting to the crowd, if you can change, and I can change. If you can change. We can all change. <laughs> well, let's take you through. Let's take you through all these scoring plays of the game. We'll start out with four minutes and 34 seconds left in regulation. Excuse me, in the first quarter. And Obli puts together a 7 minute and 26 second drive to start the game, covering 80 yards on 16 plays, 6 first downs, 2 for 3 on 3rd downs, and a 1 for 1 conversion on 4th. And capped off with an Evan Bruski 1-yard dive in the end zone. PAT from Mueller is good at 7 nothing. But Ithaca responds. Just took 2 minutes to cover 78 yards on 9 plays. And Jackson Kahn on a 5-yard quarterback keeper puts him in the end zone. The PAT from Daw is good. We are tied 7-7. We're saying, ooh, okay, this one might be a little bit closer. Then Obli shuts the door immediately. 52 seconds left in the first quarter. Seth Maurer breaks out for a 42-yard run. In the end zone, Mueller puts the PAT up. It's 14-7, still in the first quarter with 52 seconds left. 10 seconds left in the first quarter. Ithaca, on just their second play of the drive, throws an interception. 
Here comes the Elby Bearcats on the plus side of the field, and they score with 10 minutes and 13 seconds left in the second quarter. This time on a Cannon Bruski 14-yard run. Mueller with the PAT makes it 21-7, and that was the first dagger of the day. Then Ithaca responds. They can't do anything with it. Six plays, 29 yards, and they punt it away from midfield. And then Ubley puts together another scoring drive. They score 28-7 on a Seth Maurer three-yard dive. Mueller with the PAT, leading by 21. Ithaca responds for the second time. Reisner on a 39-yard reception from Khan. Dahl with the PAT makes it 28-14. Ubley attempts a field goal with one second remaining in the half. The 49-yard field goal was short. No good. And we enter halftime with a 28-14 ball game. In the second half, the Ubley Bearcats... Find an interception on defense immediately as Ithaca started to move the ball down the field and Ubley takes over their own 20-yard line. They punch in a score then. Some plays later on a Valmering 17-yard run to the end zone. PAT was no good. And it's 34-14. Ubley by 20 points. Ithaca then has a turnover on downs. Luke Valmering finds the end zone again on a one-yard run, 41-14. PAT from Mueller is good. And Ithaca scores again on a, third, on a thrush 23-yard reception. The PAT was blocked, 41-20, to and then Ubley marches all the way down the field and then kneels from the five-yard line and inside to end this ballgame. Final score, 41-20. to Now we're going to throw things down to Kendall Anthus, and he's standing by with Eric Sweeney, the head coach for the LA Bearcats. I'm down here with Coach Eric Sweeney. Uh, first off, congrats on your fifth straight. Um, how does it feel? Feels good, you know. That, that's a good football team. I I thought they uh, did a lot of things that you know you worry about when you're watching. You know, I didn't sleep real well last night, and it, it was just so glad to win this one because you know the, these last couple games we've had to battle for them, and it just kids made plays when we needed to make plays. So next week, looking forward to Beale City, uh, familiar foe, seen him multiple times recently. Uh, anything to look forward to there? <sighs> I haven't even thought about Beale City. So, you know, ju just glad to get this regional championship, you know. You know, we've got history with Beale City, a lot of respect for them. Coach Gross does a great job up there, and, you know, we'll have to go home tonight and enjoy this one and try to figure out how we're going to compete with them for next week. Yeah. What was the message going into the season for the boys to get back here and get back to the state semifinals? I never talked about it. I, I, I never – Beginning of the season, we talked about getting ready for the scrimmage, and we worried about Clarkston Everest and then Lakers. You know, every week I just, I've, I've never been one to look at season goals because, you know, sometimes your greatest season, you win six games when, you know, you have injuries and stuff, and that, that, that's a great season. So, you know, I, I never look at winning trophies or winning districts or regionals or anything like that until the time comes. Well, congratulations. Enjoy it. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. And that was Kendall Anthos with Eric Sweeney. And uh, I even heard a nice job there, and he didn't tell you that, Ed, uh, last week. Yeah, yeah, well, Kendall didn't get a hug either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Kendall Anthos is going to try and track down uh, any players we can, frankly, track down out there. The Ithaca Yellow Jackets end up with 375 yards on 44 plays, averaging 8.5 yards per play, but they, they had 25, yards, or 25 plays less than the Ugly Bearcats today and 116 yards less than the Ugly Bearcats. Umley, 69 plays of offense, 491 yards, averaging 7.1 per play, 65 carries for 451 yards, and six scores. One for four through the passing game for 40 yards, brought in by Brett Mueller late in the game there, which set up that last score. 
Cannon Peruski had a heck of a day. 24 carries for 197 yards and a score. Seth Maurer, 23 carries, 158 yards and two touchdowns. Luke Vollmering, 13 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns. And Evan Peruski, five carries, nine yards and a score. Well, even the, the, the third running back, Luke, there with two touchdowns and 80-some yards, that would be that would be great for the leading rusher. It's the, the, the Ubley was just able to move the ball at will. So Ken Delanthus is waiting for Seth Maurer here, who ended up with 23 carries, 158 yards, and two scores. Had a heck of a day. Uh, just every time it seemed Seth Maurer bounced it outside, he was finding 8, 10, 15 yards and found the end zone twice today and uh, carried the ball 35% of the time for the Bearcats. Yeah, they were, I think, early in the game, they were really loosening them up by running between the tackles, really just uh, pounding that line doing, well, like we said, five yards in a cloud of dust. They kind of changed the changed the rules on the three yards in a cloud yeah. of dust, which really opened things up for the outside. Beals, I mean, uh, Ithaca had no choice but to really sell out in the middle just to try to stop that, or else Ubley would have done it to them all day. 41-20, to 20, your final score. Ubley wins by 21 points, improves to 12-0 and 0 on the season, and now they have a date with the Beale City Aggies next Saturday on a neutral site. Last time they played, it was in Beale City's backyard. And now we throw it down to Kendall Anthes, who has Seth Maurer after winning yet another regional championship. I'm down here with Seth Maurer. Uh, Seth, 23 carries, 158 yards, two touchdowns. How does it feel? It feels amazing. It's just beyond words. I just, I don't know. From the beginning of the season, I didn't think I'd have this good of a run because of my ankle injuries and everything, but... It turned out becoming a great season, and we're making the long run like we wanted to. Yeah. No, I mean, you've had a great season so far. you got another week to extend yep. that. So uh, next week, what are you going to tell the boys to get, be ready? I got to just tell them that. Beale City, they've had our number. we got to come out. we got to play. They're going to be competitive, and we want to we wanna be determined to get one back on them. Well, thank you. Great game today. Thank you. That's Ken Lanthus with Seth Maurer, who is the second-leading rusher today. Seth Maurer has quite the – the postseason, when you take a look now in the last five games, Seth Maurer has put together 560 yards on just 56 carries. And he ends up with 12 touchdowns. That's a in season. The last, in the last five games. <laughs> in the last five season. games. I'll tell you, Ithaca, Ithaca, as far as running the ball, their leading rusher for the year didn't have that. No. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You know, they had you know, Reisner and... Uh, they were all, they, yeah, right all, three of, all three of them were yeah, right around that 500. Yeah. <laughs> Seth, Maurer, Seth Maurer didn't start until the last few minutes of the game. That, the, the last few moments of the, the last few weeks. So with the Luke Vollmer going into quarterback, they kind of shifted Seth Maurer into, into more playing time and it was really come together. As now, Kendall Anthes, we lost him in the pile somewhere out there. And he's got Evan Peruski standing by, the starting quarterback with his 46th start in history on his career. Today, he's with Kendall Anthes right now. Evan, congrats. Four straight regional title. How does it feel? feels amazing, man. It's, like I said, uh, Nathan, one of the luckiest programs in the whole state of Michigan. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no teams other than Ithaca's done it, so they know what it feels like, and Plum Westphalia and teams like that. I mean, there are very, very few teams that have, you know, gotten the chance to win four straight regionals, especially on their own field all four years. So it's, it's, it's an amazing feeling. I, it's, you can't describe it. Yeah, going into uh, today's game, like, what were you telling the, the boys? You're the QB, you're the head of it. What are you telling them? 
Um, just trust each other, trust your blocks. I mean, that's what we, you know, trust your trust the blocks. You know, we got if the you know holes or the ball's supposed to go there, trust it. You know, don't don't do your own thing. Just uh, follow our blocking rules, and you know the rest takes care of itself. You know, just our backs go out there and they make athletic plays here and there, and you know that that helps so much. And then you know me here and there once I'm healthy, but you know it's yeah, just team. Just, yeah. So what's the game plan for next week? We gotta be physical. Every time we've played Beale City, they've smacked us in the mouth. And you know, last year or my two years ago, my uh, sophomore year, we smacked them back. But you know, we we can't go in scared because last time we went in really scared because we knew they were a good team. So we we can't go in scared this time. And we gotta have a good game plan and we just gotta play hard. I mean, that's that's all you just gotta go and play football and just be an athlete. Well, thank you. Really appreciate it and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Kendall. And and I think you can quite tell the the drive there of uh, Evan Prusky. Yeah, he, and and what he says is just Evan Prusky's such a good kid too. Just the saying the right things, really the leader of this of this team. Uh, you know, when you're a, a four year starter at quarterback, of course you are. But he 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 the way he holds himself, the toughness that he plays with, because he's not a 100 percent out there. No. and he had he had a really good game. Yeah, altogether five carries, mind you. A few of those were kneels at the end of the mm-hmm. game for nine yards. But he did have the first score of the day. I mean, and, and to see Evan Bruski being willing to take that run outside, being willing to 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 run it into the end zone, just shows the tenacity of that player. That I think we're going to find out after the season's over just how bad that hamstring really is. Yeah, I mean, which really kind of hamstrings this offense just a little bit when he when you go outside a healthy Evan Bruski. Uh, when he's on the outside, a lot of those runs, they just go for touchdowns. And it looks like Kendall Anthes has tracked down number 21, Ken, uh, Kandon Peruski, the leading rusher today with 24 carries, 197 yards, and a score. Down here with Kandon Peruski, 197 yards and a score. How was it today out there? Ithaca fall hard. They were like a really good fundamental team. They had great defense. We just had to block well and run hard. Uh, coach always tells us to put two hands on the ball because they were trying to strip it out, trying to make us fumble. We hold on to the ball and run hard, and it just ends up working out for us. Clear today with uh, seven tackles. I mean, what were you seeing out there? Just seeing the ball well? Uh, well, we read different parts of the defense, and they just ended up running. Some guys missed tackles, and he had to cut back in the cutback lanes, and I just ended up being in the right spot at the right time, making, and I had to make the play so that he didn't make a big break out for it. Yeah, going into next week, what are you going to be telling the guys? Uh, we're gonna have to play hard. They know our offense really, really well. They can stop us. Then we gotta just so we're just gonna have to push hard, block, run hard, keep two hands on the ball. We can't give up anything, and they just gotta. We just gotta stay fundamentally strong and just push through everything. Awesome. Well, congratulations and good luck next week. And thank you, Kendall Anthus. Says I think we have one more man to track down. That would be Luke Vomering, number 11 out there. Uh, who is 13 carries for 87 yards and two scores. Actually threw a pass as well. That was incomplete. He also uh, was an intended receiver once. That felt incomplete. Uh, just found himself all over the ball, all over the field today. And uh, just an impressive day and season for Luke Vollmering. Frankly, any ugly Bearcat this season has just been impressive all over the field today. And the last 12 weeks of the season. Went from 87 degrees to about 37 degrees today. But it was a beautiful day for foot football here as Kendall Anthes is tracking down number 11 Luke Vollmering he's got him Kendall take it away down here with Luke Vollmering how's it feel today after that big win it felt great you know we had to come out and play coach had two hands on the football and 
we just had to come out and play as hard as we could in physical football. Going into today's game, like, what was the mindset? What were you guys thinking? You know, we thought it was going to come down to the nitty-gritty right down a couple minutes, but we just came out and played our football, and, you know, they are a good team, but we were better. Yeah, going to next week, you're facing off against a team, Beale City, that you guys have seen recently. Uh, what do you, going into it, like, what's the mindset for that one? You know, they're physical, and we've been having some tough times with Beale City every year, and, you know, we just have to go out there and play our game, and, you know, it's Beale City, it's going to be a good game and come down to the final minutes. Well, congratulations. Good luck next week. Thank you. And that was Kendall Anthes with Luke Vollmering. And uh, Kendall, I think you can come on back inside. He's probably a little cold out there. It's uh, a beautiful day, but it's certainly a crisp day as Kendall Anthes uh, really has grown in his intern role here as has been really stepping up to the plate and doing our sideline duties today as well for us. Uh, great job, Kendall. Uh, and hopefully he'll be carrying the heavy stuff down today, <laughs> correct? Well, I think you need to carry the box at least once today. I, you know, I haven't carried it this year yet. We'll see how the back holds up. Well, we're, we're getting word that the next week's game, of course, is on a neutral site. And by the sounds of it, it's either going to be in Frankenmuth or Mount Morris. Mount oh. Morris is where they played Beale City the last time. Yes. Frankenmuth, of course, is Frankenmuth has a beautiful facility. So we, uh, we will not know the details of that yet. As uh, we say goodbye to our friends over in the Alma station there, great guys. We are actually able to splice off our uh, stat feed over to them. They were outside in, in the elements today and uh, did a good broadcast there. They followed Ithaca all the way to today. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll wrap this whole thing up from Ubley, Michigan. Final score, Ubley 41, Ithaca 20 on the WLW Sports Network. When all said and done, Obley wins their fifth straight regional title. Longer than most of these kids have been in high school. They take out Ithaca 41-20 for five straight regionals. And now they have a date with the Beale City Aggies next week. A team they played, let's see, I mean, this is probably, I think, the fourth time in the postseason in the last 13 years I've seen them. Uh, yeah. They take face off with Beale City. Last time we saw them was uh, when you were on the sidelines in Mount Morris. Yes. And that was a great game. Uh, it fell short just a little bit there. But when all said and done, I think this is a very winnable game for the Ubley Bearcats against Beale City. I think it is, too. Uh, obviously, Beale City knows Ubley, though, which yes, can come into play. And I think, was it Evan Peruski that said, hey, they know our offense yep. and they play us tough. They crash the defensive line. Uh, Beale City will crash to the right or to the left almost the whole line to try to mess them up on the on the inside. So they know what's coming, but knowing what's coming against Ubley is one thing. Stopping it's another. I was going to say, in 51 games, 51 <laughs> opponents have known what's going to be coming at them, and only five of them have been yeah. victorious. And, and Harbor Beach, too, they played played Beale City last game of the season mm -hmm. and were able to take to take care of them. You, you'd think that Ubley then, you know, if you're looking at same same opponents that would have a really good shot next week. Yeah, so Beale City, Ubley, Whiteford, and who's the fourth team remaining here in Division 8? Let me find the right sheet. Gabriel Richard. Gabriel Richard. And Whiteford on the other side. More than likely going to be Whiteford on that one. I think so. And then Beale City and Ubley here in a... Uh, 
It, it seems like we're on a crash course well, with Whiteford and Ubley, and again. the two Titans are going to go at it. <laughs> you know, that's that's what everyone's hoping for. I you think. know, Eric Sweeney said, you know, we never talked about the goal of this season. We don't take a look beyond the first skirmish, the first seat, the first game, the second game. That's our job up here, and it certainly feels like it's it's destined for a rematch here. If you take a look at the state championship last year, Whiteford and Ubley were dead dead against each other in the second, third, and fourth quarters. Whiteford came out hot in that first quarter, and that was really the difference maker in that game. When Ubley started to, you know, arise from their slumber there in the second quarter, it was game on. And I think Ubley has not forgotten that, and it's going to be more of that from this point forward. And seeing them once, seeing them once, and understanding that, I think coming out in the first quarter, Ubley's probably going to get off to a little better start. Yeah, absolutely. And in, and now you have a team that has that they know Ford Field. They know what that the bright lights you played in the Silverdome back in the day. Ah, yes, it's like it, playing it, on concrete. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, makes makes more sense for your CTE issues today. But um, with uh, the distractions of these late season games, the state semifinals for most teams that would be a huge that's a huge setting, a lot of distractions for the Elmer Bearcats. This is their fifth straight time being in the state semis. This is just a part of fall at this point. You know, cancel deer hunting. We've got practice today, boys. And so what's that look like for a team of a bunch of 14 to 17-year-olds going into action? The whole community, the whole thumb is behind them now and reading them out and take on the Beale City Aggies and get their, you know, win that one for the first time. You know, and I think it's good that they have Beale City because that's a team that has had their number. Very physical. And so, and they, and Ubley's, all those guys, you heard what they said. They want a piece. Of, they want a piece of Bill City. They're not overlooking them. They're not looking past this game. They're not looking to Ford Field. They're going to take care of business against Beale City. And that's one of the big things is that Sweeney keeps them focused on the next game, the next step. And that's really the the important thing there. I think if Ubley just keeps playing, they're they're playing a clean game. They're playing. You know, there's no not a lot of penalties. There, the execution is there, like it always is. Um, and I'll tell you what, the lines, one thing with the lines, they just keep firing off they, and they stay low. They do not come up. And that's hard. It's hard to teach in high school. These guys do it so well because they do it over and over and over again. So I think uh, I haven't asked for your vote on this, but the Thompson Chevrolet player of the game is. Oh, that's got to be. Um, Cannon Bruski. It's got to be Cannon Bruski. I mean, it. The way he was running, he was an absolute wrecking ball out there. We kept saying yards after contact. And for anybody who doesn't know what that means, it's pretty self-explanatory. After he gets hit, he's dragging people. He's breaking tackles. The amount of tackles that he broke today was incredible. And mind you, this is his first season in the backfield. He played right guard last year for this you know, state runner-up team. Makes the move to the backfield just to make some noise, be a good blocker. Well, he's leading the team in carries. He had 24 carries for 197 yards and a score, which puts him on the season. Let me do some quick math here. He now has 124 carries for just under 1,500 yards. That's amazing. What a year. Uh, um, and, and, and like you're saying, to move, to move from that guard position, but that also speaks to how athletic Ubley's offensive line usually is. Think about that. He was a guard last year. Yeah. That, and, and and that's why that goes back to that the speed of the lines, the quickness of the lines, and how they execute. So, looking forward, what do you expect from the Elgin Bearcats? You know what? I think the next game, Beale City, I think they take care of business. I I, so I, honestly, I'm, 
I, I see them in Ford Field. You know, yes, you have to take care of Beale City, and it and they do play them well. They do know Ubley's playbook, but like we said, everyone knows Ubley's playbook. We know Ubley's playbook. They'll show you the playbook. <laughs> it's stopping it is a different story. Well, Ed Klump, uh, I think you, you certainly earned your stripes of four today, but another situation, it was good to have you by my side today and uh, filling Dave Hansen's absence. Always a, always a pleasure, and, and I don't know if Dave I don't know if Dave had a chance to listen to us. Dave, I, if you're out it. there, give, give a little shout out to Dave. Uh, he'll be back. He'll be back next week. Uh, big shoes to fill. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did my best. I did my best. <laughs> oh, you're saying big shoes for you to fill? The way you made that sound is well, Dave had well, big shoes for next week. Well, to I fill. like that way better. Let's go with that. Okay. I like your I like All your right. energy on that, Clark. And I'm putting you on the spot here, but will, will we have you back on the sidelines next week? Well, I think, yeah, yeah, if it's Frankenmuth, I'm definitely doing the dining with Doug because we're going to Zenderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. The options are endless. Oh, it's, or, yeah. If you guys get to town early enough, if it is Frankenmuth, like we said, we do not know the formal location yet. By the sounds of it, it's down to Frankenmuth or Mount Morris. It's a neutral site regardless. At 1 o'clock on Saturday, if you guys get into town, if it is Frankenmuth indeed, you might be able to do Bavarian Inn for breakfast and then... Bavarian in for breakfast, then Zenders for lunch. I really like your energy on this, yeah. Clark. I'll have to I'll have to talk over with Doug. <laughs> Doug. Doug's the uh, you know Doug's the uh, the program director for dining with Doug and and whatnot. So I'll have to check with Doug. But I like that. Okay. Yeah. We Final, can we can we can get that in. Final thoughts from today. I it, again, it's ugly. It's the the way that they're doing. It, it's a well oiled machine. This is this is this team. Just it looks different. It feels different than than previous yeah, years. That's the thing. It really does. It has a different feel to it. I I think that there's there's a legitimate chance of not just making it to Ford Field, but we'll see what they can do. I I, I think they'll have a chance when they get there. It feels like in years past, it's always been oh they're really good, and it feels really good. But when are we going to run into that buzzsaw? Now it feels that Ubley is the buzzsaw. Well put. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said I couldn't have said it any better. That's why they pay when you get the small. There you go. Bucks that's here. why. That's why you get the big bucks. <laughs> so the ugly buzzsaw season continues, and today's game broadcast was brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services, DS Services of Cass City, Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Bad Axe, Randy's Honey Center, Two Six Nine Guns, North Star Bank Guiding the Way, Countryside Transportation here on Auto Parts, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Bayport State Bank, Zinger Swigelski Funeral Home. Harbor Beach Community Hospital, Michigan High School Athletic Association, Obley Motor Service, and Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team here from Obley, Michigan, one final time this season, our intern and sideline reporter today, Kendall Anthus, doing a fantastic job on the sidelines. Doug Cole, our director of sports information, coming all the way from Livonia, Michigan. Dan Benke, the best spotter in the business, and I truly mean that. And filling in for Dave Hansen, that was Ed Klump today with our in-game analysis. My name is Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed today. It was hard not to, with Ubley winning yet again, taking out the Ithaca Yellow Jackets 41-20 and punching their ticket to the state semifinals to take on the Beale City Aggies. Next week, kickoff at 1 p.m. from a location unknown at this point. Coverage will begin at 12 noon on Sports Radio 1021. Until then, go Bearcats and good night. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri Valley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWSports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. 
Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network. When it comes to home improvement projects, there are only so many ways to complete the task the right way and about a million ways for it to go wrong. That's where your local Harbor Beach True Value store comes in. A wise man once told me that the key to a home plumbing project is a full tank of gas. So instead of running to that big box store 17 times to figure out what you need on your own while trying to look like you know what you're doing, why not head to your local hardware store that can help you reach your project's finish line? The friendly and experienced staff of Harbor Beach True Value have the knowledge and know-how of how to get the job done right the first time. They know the difference between inside and outside diameters of PVC. They know what questions to ask so that you can save time, money, and the headaches for whatever might be on that honey-do list. So when you're in need of plumbing supplies, HVAC, paint, DNR licenses, yard and garden items, or just that one random nut and bolt that went missing, you know where to go. That's your local hardware store in downtown Harbor Beach at the corner of First and State Street, just a block from the main light. Harbor Beach True Value. Locally owned and locally yours. <laughs> 